0: and we are live how's everybody doing tonight my name is anthony brian logan and you're watching indoor listening to abl alive thank y'all for joining me tonight you could be almost anywhere in the world but you're right here with me live on the show and i appreciate y'all for that we got a whole lot going on all over the internet all over mainstream media social media everywhere and i don't know where to start first of all tucker Carlson has confirmed the vladimir putin interview in russia we'll be getting that very shortly and we'll talk about that a little bit more a little bit later also what's going on with the kansas city chiefs fans who were found frozen at their friend's rental house in kansas city was there foul play involved did they bring the drugs themselves did the so-called chemists drug them what's going on we'll talk about that a little bit more a little bit later also, shout out to Ronnie McDaniel. Hopefully, she steps down as chair of the RNC because she is useless. And to be totally honest, if I'm gonna be all the way one thousand percent real, the RNC itself is useless. We'll talk about that a little bit more, a little bit later. Also, this border bill one hundred eighteen billion with the B dollars for what reason? For what purpose? Why do we need a border bill when the border was just fine before Joe Biden came into office? How about enforcing the laws that are on the books? How about building the wall? How about doing the exact same things that we were going to do before this guy came in and messed everything up? We'll talk about all those things and more on tonight's episode of ABL Live. And thank y'all again. I appreciate y'all for joining If you guys like what you heard so far, if you enjoy the content in general, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all of that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. We got a whole lot going on tonight. We got quite a few topics. We got quite a few videos that I've not shown you, some really interesting things. I got something from Las Vegas that's pretty interesting and a whole lot more, but shout out to you guys on the YouTubes and on the Facebooks. This is also an audio streaming podcast you're listening to right now, and it'll be available on your favorite audio streaming platform, whether that be Google Play, Apple iTunes, Spotify, et cetera. Link for that will be in the description, or just go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search ABL Live and Nostra Pop right on up. If you listen to me right now on those audio streaming platforms, please give me a five-star rating or review, whatever you can to support the show, and I most certainly appreciate it. We got a lot going on. Shout out to you guys for being here. You guys are the best. If you didn't know, now you do. Uh, but first things first, y'all know how I do. Shout out to the sponsors. Shout out to PatriotPost.us, your best source of news and information anywhere on these internets. Their link will always be in the description or just go to Patriot Post dot us in your browser bar and tell them that abl sent you also go to ablmerch.com that is abl dot c-o-m we got the hats t-shirts stickers hoodies mugs and more right there on the website ablmerch.com also go to my regular website anthonyblogan.com that is a-n-t-h-o-n-y the letter b-l-o-g-a-n.com If you go to the front page of the website, I write articles for each video that I produce. And in each article, you have full videos, a summary, links, sources from left, right, independent, agnostic, whatever you want. I got it. Local, national, international. It's all right there on the website, anthonyblogan.com. A lot of you guys ask me, hey, ABL, where'd you get that information? Hey, ABL. Where's the full video? Can I find the full and complete video without you talking on it? It's totally fine. Just go to the website. Everything you need will be right there on the site. Also, go to my contact page, anthonyblogan.com forward slash contact. There you can find my email address, my snail mail address, meaning my UPS box, my social media accounts, my Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, never going to call it X, all that good stuff is right there on the contact page, anthonyblogan.com forward slash contact us. And as I always say, if you're ever wondering if you are conversing with me or not on these internets, you can cross-reference your contact method by going to my contact page on my website. My email address is very easy to remember. It's contact at anthonyblogan.com. I didn't want to do a Gmail address I, I didn't want to do a Gmail address or uh, you know old school AOL address, Hotmail, Yahoo. No, no, no. You have my website that I pay for, that I maintain, that I built. My website anthonyblogan.com. So you know it's me. Nobody else has access to my website. So if you get an email from anthonyblogan.com as the suffix, you know that it's 100% legitimate coming straight from me. And from my website. Now, if you get some random email talking about ABL's Nigerian twin um, who scams people for a living at gmail.com, that's probably not me. Okay, If you get ABL's white side cousin that weighs uh, 45,800 pounds who lives in Lithuania at outlook.com, it's not me. So, please, oh, please, oh, please, let's not get scammed in this year, 2024. We got inflation going on right now. I saw somewhere talking about $18 for a Big Mac. Have you guys seen that? I'm not quite sure where this was. Somewhere in the depths of, of the, the belly of the beast in California where you got to pay $18 U.S. for a Big Mac at McDonald's. Uh, I mean, come on, man. Look, I don't care. If the Big Mac came with a cell phone that works, you can make calls on it and text and go on TikTok and score yourself to death. I don't care what it comes with. There's no way on God's green earth that I'm going to pay 18 U.S. dollars for a Big Mac meal. That's crazy. But anyway, I digress. The point is that things are expensive and nobody has time to be getting scammed at all. So please, please, please be aware of what's going on. All right. All right. Now, we got a whole lot happening, and shout out to you guys for being here. If you think I'm playing about the McDonald's uh, meal, I'm going to go ahead and just throw it on the screen. $18 for a Big Mac. Hold on. Yeah, here we go. This is New York Post. Straight away. I think I'm going to do a video about this. This is kind of an older story, but it's not old at the same time. This is published yesterday, actually, but... The meals being this expensive has been around for a while. Look at this, New York Post. Why McDonald's is charging $18 for a Big Mac meal and why there's no relief in sight. $18. Now, of course, I understand you may not pay that much where you live. I get it. Just like gas, I don't know how much you guys are paying for gas where you live. I'm paying. I, recently, I paid like two sixty-five for eighty-seven regular. Now, I know in California that might be a thing in the past when we were paying pennies, literally, for a gallon of gas during that period of time. Thirty years ago, maybe you were paying what we pay right now for gas. The taxes—I mean, good grief, man! California sucks. I don't know how people make it. I don't. I don't really get it. If I lived in California, my, my goal every day would be to just get up and go somewhere else <laughs> or a- at least escape the cities. That'd be my, my. at least I got to just roll out and escape the city. Okay. 265 in Houston. Hold on. Iron Shell says, I paid $10 for a double Whopper, just a burger. Oh my goodness. Wait a minute. Iron Shell paid 10 U.S. American paper tender, digital tender dollars for a double whopper a la carte. No fries, no drink. Did you even get condiments? Did it even give you some ketchup and lettuce? Did you even get a bun? I mean, good grief. Eight, $10 for a double whopper. I mean, at a certain point, just go to a restaurant, like a regular sit down joint, and get what you want. Listen, where I live, I go to this I go to like regular restaurants, PF Chain, stuff like that. And you might pay for your actual like a a a pad tie, that might be like $15. So if I gotta go pay $10 for a hamburger from McDonald's, I'm like, well, what am I doing? What what's really going on? Yeah, exactly. Go to a restaurant at that point. Now, eating from home is a good idea. And in the article that I put on the screen, they're talking about people are now starting to eat from home, but have you been to the grocery store lately? I mean, good grief. That's not necessarily going to be a savior. You may save some money, but I mean, try buying chicken and beef and fish and things of this nature. Try buying pork, just straight up um, pork, uh, uh, chicken breasts, chicken thighs is going to be expensive. I've not bought chicken thighs in probably about four or five months. Probably not that long. Probably about, I think I bought some chicken thighs maybe about a month ago. And for a pack of chicken thighs, like a regular pack, it was like $10. And that might be enough protein for two people to eat at that at that moment. Maybe it's not it's not a lot of protein in your chicken pack for $10. So yeah, you can save some money, but how much money are you saving in reality? That's the question I have to ask. Yeah, oodles and noodles. You know, I maybe it's a Mandela effect, but I never called ramen noodles anything other than oodles and noodles until I got to be an adult. I never knew. Well, I say I, I might have been a teenager when I found out that people call it ramen. Going, to, going over from my white homeboy's house when I was like 15, he kept calling it ramen. I'm like, ramen? What's that? Ramen? What is that? And then I'm like, oh, that's oodles and noodles. That's what we called it back in Virginia. I don't know what you guys called it, but I never called it ramen until I got to be. Almost like 16. But anyway, so yeah. Well, yeah, I, Eugene, I'm saying, wait man I eat, I eat one meal a day as well. One meal a day, I don't eat a lot. Like, all I had today, I'm going to tell you what I had today, and then I'm going to get to a few videos. What I had today, I had some pretzels, like a handful of some pretzels. And that was in the morning. And then, I'm talking about literally a handful of pretzels. Like, my hand just, I might have had like eight to nine pretzels but it had like yogurt on it. If you ever had those, you know what I'm talking about. I had some of those. And then for my meal, I had some Pad Thai from PF Chang and it comes, it was gluten-free Pad Thai PF Chang. It's not a really big serving. You could put it in the bowl and it might be 700 calories. Maybe if that, and that's it. And I'm, and I got plenty of energy and I'm good. And yesterday I had some sushi About 400 calories, maybe some pretzels in the morning. I have low calorie meals, but I'm not um, starving. Like tomorrow, I might go ahead and just wild out and eat like a, a bigger portion, but I don't wanna go too much into the food talk right now. That's why I'm gonna do the other channel. I am doing it. I know we're talking about it. I know I've been talking about that channel for the past 15 years, but I promise I'm gonna do it. No cap, as the cool kids say. Okay, and of course, you got to have your water. This is uh, mineral spring water from Costco. Yeah, oh, Costco is a good source for, for bulk things, for some savings if you want to do that. I wouldn't recommend buying my produce from Costco. I mean, maybe they have some good produce, but eh, I still buy. If, I, if I'm gonna buy produce, I'm going to get it from like a, a, a Trader Joe's or a Whole Foods or a Fresh Market, maybe somewhere like that. I probably wouldn't go to Costco. I think I got to Costco before to get some produce and it wasn't the best. I get vegetables from there. I get vegetables, things of this nature, vegetables and fruit from Costco, but not my not my actual uh, meats. Not at Costco. But yeah, these right here, the waters, that's all I pretty much drink. I don't drink no sodi pops, no sweet drinks. Yeah, that ain't really it. Exotic hat, you had Thai for dinner. Cemetery yaki, shout out Cemetery yaki. Cheeseburgers, I can't do it to Zante Flight. No cheeseburgers for me. I don't like I don't like American cheese. I can't I can't eat it. And that's what is on cheeseburgers. Now, I look, if you get me a cheeseburger, put the crumbled federal on it, then we can we can rock and roll. Give me a um a lean cut of beef with some crumpled federal on top, toasted bun, tomatoes, lettuce. And we we good money. American cheese, you can forget about it. I'm going to I'm going to call the federales. If you put any American cheese near me, it stinks. I don't like it. The texture is bad. I'm going to call the police on you if you do something like that. Okay. Now to move right along. Speaking about calling the police, a young man climbed the Vegas Sphere for a purpose, for a reason. Not just because he wanted to. Uh, wreak havoc, create mischief. It wasn't quite like that, but he did climb the sphere. Okay, now let's check it out. First of all, can we get an aerial shot of the Vegas sphere so you can see how big this is? Now, this is really, really crazy. How how big the sphere is? Let's get a let's get an aerial shot that shows you the scale. That's that's probably a good shot right there. All right. So, that's the sphere, and shout out to you guys who are in Vegas who have seen the sphere. That's what it looks like right there. Um, I think that's I think it's pretty cool. I'd like to see it from an airplane or something like that. Um, I'm not quite sure about that cost. How much did that cost? Like into the billions of dollars? I'm not quite sure we're spending that much money on it, but it looks cool. I like it. I'm a fan of it. Um, but yeah, a young man climbed the sphere. Now, shout out to him for being able to climb it, having the dexterity, the energy, the perseverance, and the skill to do something like that. But that is a scale of it. You see how big it is next to the buildings. Now, we're gonna get to him. We got video of him talking about why he did it. And also, we have video of him climbing it. All right, let's go ahead and throw it on the screen and check it on out. Hey guys, I'm here on
1: top of the sphere. Yes, they're going to make me go through the top, but uh, I just wanted to say that we are doing this today to raise money for a mother named Isabel. She is homeless and pregnant and needs help, guys. So go over to letthemlive.org or the link in my bio to go support this woman. Uh, Big thanks.
0: Praise be to God. I will uh, talk to you all later. All right, so I'm going to turn the sound down right now. So you see him scaling it. So this, this is a pro-life guy who's trying to raise money for a homeless pregnant woman, okay? And that's the reason why he scaled the sphere. Now, you can see just how big this is from the ground. Somebody is filming it. You got some authorities trying to stop him from filming it, but it's like, why stop it? He's already on there. What's the purpose of you trying to stop the filming? That's kind of silly. But yeah, that's him scaling it, and you can see just how big it is. It's not even beginning to... it's just, the, the curve is just starting way above where the entrance would be. So, yeah, he's on top of that and went ahead. He got arrested. But shout out to him for having a, a, a pro-life message and the pro-god message. I, I enjoy that part. You know, so that's what that is. And that's that. The young man's name, I don't know. Let me see if I can find it. Vegas Fear. Uh, let's see. And this is a young man right here. Okay. That's him. And his name is Maison Deschamps. Okay, a French name. 24 years old. He's an urban climber who scales tall buildings across the U.S. to protest abortion. All right, so shout out to you. Hey, I, I, I enjoyed the reason. That's not the same guy. That's an officer right there. And this is him at the very top of the sphere. So, hey, my man has a good, um, a good message. And a good reason to climb it. And if his goal was to raise awareness, to get attention, he most certainly did that. To be anti-abortion. I have no problem with that. You know, there's a lot more crazy things out there you could do with your time. Um, So, shout out to him. All right. You guys are crazy talking about, okay, Teletubby, you guys are wild. That's crazy. But yeah, that was him. All right. Let's keep on rocking and rolling. Matter of fact, do I have more? Okay, that's him at the very, very top, all right? You can see, I mean, that's got to be disorienting. Is that, like, the where the hole is to go through? I don't even know. Like, imagine climbing something like that, very disorienting with all the lights and everything. I'll keep on moving, and if you like what you're seeing so far, y'all know what to do. Please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Speaking about disorienting things that might kind of frazzle your brain, have you guys seen the new um, Apple i? Not a phone. The the um, the VR from Apple. Let me make sure I'm calling it the right thing. Apple VR. What is it called? Apple Vision Pro. Okie dokie. Now the Apple Vision Pro. This thing, I think, cost three thousand five hundred U.S. dollars. Okay, let me, see, let me just make sure that I'm saying the right thing. Apple Vision Pro. Um, let me see if I can buy it. Well, I'm not buy it, but see how much it costs. I ain't gonna actually purchase this thing. So the lowest one you can get three thousand four hundred ninety nine dollars, but the most expensive one. And it goes by storage capacity, 256 gigabyte, 512 gigabyte, and one terabyte. The one terabyte version costs $3,899. I mean, you're talking about four bands, as the cool kids say, for VR. Meanwhile, the MetaQuest 2 is like $300. Matter of fact, hold on, let me make sure I'm saying the right thing. MetaQuest 2, that's probably the best one. Yeah. $275. $275. You get it from Walmart. 250 bucks. Yeah. Yeah. 250 bucks, Straight from Amazon, Walmart, or whatever. Now you got to ask yourself, is it worth the extra $3,500, $3,800 to get that? I don't know. But let's watch what these guys are doing. Now, the thing about it is that it creates a sense of augmented reality. So what you're doing is you're looking through the the lenses and you're seeing things imposed upon reality that aren't really there. Okay. That's kind of what's going like. It's there in your glasses, but it's not there in real life. So yeah, imagine that. I- imagine you see, you seeing guys like this just in the store doing whatever. Now they can see out like normal, like, if I was right in front of him, he could see me like normal. He could put, like, a screen in front of his face in between him and I that he can see, but I can't see because he has he has the glasses on. So, yeah, now, now they got the Neuralink from Elon. What happens when it just plugs that straight to your brain and there's no more need for this right here? Like, remember the first Nintendo that they had or any kind of game? Like, remember the first um. The, the first big screen TVs, the, real, the big backs, the big back TVs, the floor model TVs with the wood grain. It was like a piece of furniture. It was heavy as a, a dresser, made of solid oak. <laughs> Remember those? But now they fit right on your wall like a picture. It's like a picture frame right on your wall. That's your TV. The technology advances in a very short period of time. So rather than having this bulky device on top of your head, they could just put a chip right in your brain and then you could see whatever you want to see. And if your brain thinks it's there, then it's there. So yeah, I'm not quite ready for that. We're talking about AI. What about when you become um, what about when you become uh, an Android yourself? Okay? I don't know. Now, we got a lot of advancements in technology. There's a lot of things going on that have pushed us forward, a lot of things pushing us forward. but we are still very primitive in many different ways, okay? Like when you're talking about protesting, Uh, people are gluing themselves to the ground. And here's another episode of that. I've shown quite a few of these. Now, here's my question to you guys. Maybe you guys can answer. You guys have sense. You guys are smart in the chat. So maybe you don't have the answer. Because I think sometimes people do things that don't make a lot of sense. You may ask, hey, why did that person do that crazy thing? Well, I'm not crazy, so I can't really call it. But check this out. My man is affixed to the ground, I guess as a protest, and they're trying to chisel him out. Now, imagine being this guy that's on the ground. And they can't. You know what? I would say leave him there. Just leave him on the floor. Let him deal with it. But they can't. But I would just leave him there. Or you know what I would do? I would get a, I would get a jackhammer and then just cut around him and give him the big, you know, a, a, a pair of cement gloves. Is what I would do. Because all this stuff right here is ridiculous. And you know what else I do? After I'm done and giving them a pair of cement gloves, what I would do is give them a the bill for all this time that the responders came and had to dig up this idiot from the ground. Okay. Just that's that's what I would do. I get from the bill afterward, and you're getting locked up. All right. So that's crazy. The caption says emergency service workers need to be familiar with techniques being used by protesters. This woman used quick set concrete to attach her hand to the road. Yeah, man, that's crazy. Using quickcrete on the ground to affix yourself to it is crazy. Now you know you know what else is crazy. Let's let's go to Seattle, Washington. You know, it's been pretty cold in some parts of the country. And uh, if the heat in your vehicle does not work, what are you going to do to provide heat? Maybe, I don't know, a space heater. Maybe you just dress very warm. Gloves, coat, boots, the little pooh tea balaclava over your face to prevent the cold air from getting to you. Or you could do like what they do in Seattle, Washington. Where they smoke crack for a living and just set stuff on fire. Set it on fire in your own car. Alright, let's watch this. Sound on. Hello? Hey,
2: no,
1: I'm
3: I'm okay. You okay? Yeah, no, I was just All
0: right. setting my purse on fire because it's cold. I set my purse on fire because it's cold. Now, okay imagine you come into this scene right here. You see the lady in the in the vehicle. Okay, you got smoke coming from the car. Her purse is on fire inside the vehicle because she's cold. And the door is open. Well, of course, I mean, you know what? <laughs> there, there's a lot here. Now, I would say close the door, but that wouldn't be very smart because you're going to get the, the fumes in there and you're going to die from smoke inhalation. So that's not very good. Maybe the door maybe the door was closed at first. Then she's like, you know what? I gotta be able to breathe in here. The smoke gonna kill me. So you know, her her purse is on fire inside of the vehicle on the the back seat. But at least she has ventilation, so she's able to breathe, right? She doesn't just close the door and die from inhaling the smoke, right? That's that's very smart. And also you're able to have oxygen feed the fire even more. So you're able to get get warmer. That's so rather than having like, I don't don't know, going somewhere outside little campfire action going like that. Like you would do back in the day, you go camping, put your hands over the fire or something like that in the woods. I'm sure there's trees and stuff in free out of Washington somewhere, a wooded area of parking lot, like the way it is right here. Okay. There's plenty of space, but we're going to put our purse inside the car and set it on fire. This is the kind of thing that happens when you smoke crack for a living, when drugs are just allowed to be in society. Now, do you want to live next to that person who says, you know what? I'm cold in my house. I'm going to set my couch on fire for a little bit of warmth. I don't think you want to live downstairs from that person. All right. Is it an electric car? That's that's funny. I can't tell. Uh, What's that? A A, a Hyundai? What kind of symbol is that? I'm not quite sure. Let me see. If that's, if that's a Hyundai. No, that's, that's not a Hyundai. What is that? An Acura? I can't tell what symbol. It's like an A. I can't tell what that is. You guys probably know what it is. If you know what that um vehicle symbol is, y'all let me know in the comments. Now That's, that's going to get on my nerves now. Now I got to figure out what it is. Okay. Um, It might be an infinity. I don't know. Doesn't matter. Um. But yeah, that's what's happening right there. And yeah, it's an infinity, <laughs> an infinity SUV. Um. Looks kind of nice until you set it on fire. Thank you all for that. You you got it. The infinity. There you go. I see you guys said it in the chat. All right. So that's that's what's happening <laughs> now. This young lady's in her car, but it's not on fire. It's not on fire. She she did not set her person on fire. It's probably pretty warm. She has on a little uh, flowery, long sleeve dress type ensemble. And she's talking about Subway and how much it costs. Let's check it out.
4: I think this inflation
5: thing's really getting to me. I used to buy one of these things, foot long, back in the day. $6. You know what this cost me now? $11. Mm. All
2: I got was turkey.
0: So. The $5 foot long is now $11. <laughs> hey, since Jared got locked up, he got his troubles. And since the economy has fallen into disrepair, the $5 foot long of the past is now $11. Double the price. Hey, built back better, built them sandwiches back to uh, $5. Nope, $11. What you going to pay? So, shout out to Subway. Shout out to the $11 foot long rather than the $5 foot long or the $6 foot long. All right. Now, let's keep on rocking. Did it have coupons for Subway? Everything's expensive. Everything's crazy, man. So, you know, the people talking about all, all these jobs that are, that are being created, but it's like, what are the jobs paying? The, the inflation is having a hard time. The jobs are having a hard time matching inflation a job cannot produce items that are worth more than what the government can create out of thin air. You understand? Like at a certain point, wages costs, all these things come from a certain specific place. And when the government just prints, 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 the business having a hard time keeping up. You got certain things set a certain way, long-term contracts, the government, the, the businesses have a hard time being able to match what the government can do with the printing press. It's ridiculous. Like, like I said, when I was younger, I asked mom, I was like, mom, if we have people that are poor in the country and we can print money, why not just print money and there's no more poverty? Where well, she was like, well, son, when they keep printing money, it becomes worth less than what it was before. So you made a lateral move at best. You just went from, here to there, you didn't go forward or backward. You just moved over. You think because you have a, you have more money in your pocket that you are advancing. But in reality, you just, at, at best it's lateral. At worst, you just stood still and didn't go anywhere at all. And that's what inflation is. I learned that lesson when I was a little boy, like eight years old. I learned that. When I came home, they, they taught me in school about the printing press I learned about the Federal Reserve, things and this thing. So I'm like, okay, cool. I got a new piece of information. I'm going to go back and um, present my my questionnaire to my mom. And she's going to give me the right answer. And she sure did. (laughs) She gave me the right answer. Now, speaking of right answer, wrong answer, um, are you proud of your race? This is the question that's being asked out on the street. And you know how it's going to go. You already know how it's going to go. All right, let's watch. Are you proud to be Asian?
6: Oh, 100%. Yes, I am, yeah. Why? Um, because I was born there.
0: Are you proud to be black?
3: I am very proud to be black.
0: Uh,
7: yes. I'm proud to be a black man, yes.
6: Yeah,
8: I am. Why? Why? Uh, I mean, I see no reason with it, you know? I agree with that. It's just, you know, my family's black. Uh, you know, pretty family-oriented family. There's nothing wrong with it.
0: Are you proud to be white?
9: Um,
10: no. <laughs> what about you? No I'm only half white though
0: Now I'm gonna I'm going to defend him in a minute y'all hang tight I'm gonna let it play then I'm gonna defend them. Okay, what's the other half
7: I'm um, Colombian and Ecuadorian
0: That's white but go ahead are you proud to be Colombian and Ecuadorian? Yeah why are you proud to be
2: Colombian and Ecuadorian but not white
4: uh, people never boast about like being white really around this area at least every ethnicity should have. Should be proud of themselves
11: are you proud to be turkish i'm proud to be a human
0: are you proud to be asian there we go there we go i like that at the end you know all all this race stuff the the question isn't is the question is inherently inflammatory because you can't really answer it properly people are going to be offended one way or the other there's no way to answer that question properly if you say you're proud to be black some are gonna say, that's right, I'm black and I'm proud, James Brown style. Some are gonna say, you're a racist. If you, say, if you say you're proud to be white, same thing, I'm white, I'm proud, all this and that. Some are gonna say, you're a racist. People are gonna be offended regardless. You know, all this, all this race talk is just very divisive. If you're in America, you're an American, I think what should come first is your nationality, in my opinion. You're an American. Like, put it to you this way. I'm going I'm to put it to you this way, and then I'll make, I make my point crystal clear. I'll make the point crystal clear that, if anything, your nationality should come first. First, when you are in the USA and you become part of the military, you're fighting for the USA. You're not fighting for black people or for white people. You're fighting for the USA because you're an American. You're an American citizen. You're fighting for this country. When you're paying taxes, you're not paying black tax or white tax. You're paying taxes to the USA, to the federal government. Okay? When you travel abroad, black person, white person, or whatever, let's say you're a white person, right, and you travel abroad. You go to Europe. You go to somewhere where it's like 100% white. You go to Reykjavik, Iceland, right? Are you going to be Icelandic? Are you going to be white? Or are you going to be a Yankee, an American, blue passport? Which one? If you go to, listen, you look like Colin McGregor. You got red hair, all this and that. You're straight Irish or something. And you were born and raised in the USA in Oshkosh, Wisconsin, somewhere. You travel to Reykjavik for a vacation. You could be one of the three things. How are you going to be perceived in in Iceland? Will you be seen as Icelandic? Will you be seen as white, or are you be seen as American? Which one comes first? You're not Icelandic. You're white, but obviously you're an American. that will come first. Now, when I go to Nigeria, I look just like them in my face. I've had Africans think that I'm African. They, they think they think I'm they think I'm the same as them. But as soon as I start talking, like okay, you're not you're not African. I don't talk like this, huh? I do not talk like this. I'm not an African. I'm not African. I'm American. When I hear my American uh, little southern country type of thing going on. Okay, that's an American. When I travel to Nigeria, I'm not black. I'm not African. I'm an American. Blue passport. That's what I am. In a nation full of black people, 100% black. I'm black just like them. Look just like them. That's where my ancestry comes from, obviously, but I'm an American. So that should come first, your nationality. Did I, did I prove that point or no? you let me know. So yeah, shout out to all the Americans, all the UK people, um, all the Australians, all the Brazilians, all the Indians, wherever you, wherever you are, wherever you come from, shout out to you. All right. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff that helped me out tremendously. Now let's check this out. Speaking about race and things of this nature, MS-13 DNC, we'll speak on a little bit more a little bit later. They're asking Latino voters about Donald Trump out there in Nevada. And we know, we know that Nikki Haley lost the primary to none of these candidates. Now, to be fair, Trump was not on the ballot because I'm not sure how they do it. I don't think he was, left off because of any kind of court action. I think it's just the way they do it out there. Uh, it's, it's weird how they do it. Um, but yeah, she lost to none of these candidates, although I'm pretty sure that's people voting for Trump specifically. All right. So let me just put it on the screen right quick. All right. So Nevada, Republican presidential primary, again, Trump's not on this, but I don't think he was left off intentionally. I think it's just how they do it. Um, none of these candidates, 60% of the vote, Nikki Haley, 33.2% of the vote. But I think there's going to be another one. This is just a primary initial one. Then they're going to do it again with Trump on the ballot. So clearly Nikki Haley is not very popular. I'm not quite sure why she's still around. It's just, and let's just say people voted for this, um, option. None of these candidates they voted for that option because there was no option for Trump on the ballot. Let me see. Bob K MIT says ballot does not count in Nevada caucus on Thursday does. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So he'll be on the caucus. There you go. Thank you. Um, uh, Bob K MIT. And also I think NKM. shout out to you guys for correcting me, but even if this was Trump on the ballot, it's still a big gap she's nowhere near so why are we still on this nikki haley why are we still in the race it's just kind of silly fundraising for some people they're able to get money but i digress let's get to the latino voters um and why they're voting for donald trump let's throw it on the screen
11: and there we go let's rock and roll lydia dominguez who's from el paso and moved to vegas about five years ago is all in for trump I asked her why she thinks more and more latinos are joining her
6: because they see what's happening with our economy they they know what the gas prices were Uh, even in 2020 we weren't born yesterday we recognize that all of the immigrants coming in through our border is not helping it's causing crime
3: i grew up lydia
0: there we go i mean you know this this is basic stuff but a lot of normies who don't know you guys know what's going on from all nationality and ethnicities or whatever you guys know what's happening with the border and all this and that, they think that people who are Hispanic that they're going to have sympathy for these people. No, 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 because a lot of these people came legally, or they've been in Texas for forever. It did not come illegally at all. They born, raised in Texas. This is where they live. This is where they're from. They happen to be Hispanic, Mexican descent, or whatever. They don't like all of what's happening, and of course we know that the, the Chinese are the number two illegal alien group coming through the border. You got a bunch of Africans. Do you, know, do you know that 70% of the migrants in New York City are African? Did you know that? Over the past about year and a half, 18, 19 months, 20 months, probably about 18 months. Over the past 18 months in New York City, there's been 170,000 and counting migrants who have flooded into the city. 70% of that group come from Africa. Uh, Guinea, uh, Nigeria, Ghana, all over West Africa specifically. ABL, how are they coming from Africa to the southern border and then to New York? Planes, passports, money, all of that. A lot of Americans have never left the USA or North America Maybe they've gone to Bahamas, Jamaica, or somewhere like that. But they've not gone across the Atlantic Ocean or the Pacific Ocean. But these migrants are able to do it. They're, but I got to feel sorry for them. I got to feel sympathy, all this and that. And you know what? I got to find something right quick. Hold on. I got to find, um, yeah, because there's, I saw something before I came on the air. And this is crazy. All right. Hold on. Yeah, yeah.
1: A town on the Mid Coast held a ceremony today welcoming asylum seekers to their community. Dozens of people showed up this morning to the grand opening of new apartments at the Brunswick Landing. These units
0: were built specifically to house asylum seekers as they. Now imagine apartments built just for asylum seekers in your community. This is in Brunswick, Maine. ...wait to receive their work permits, which can take months. There will be
1: 60 apartments total here serving this purpose. 24 of them are ready now. State
0: government will essentially pay the rent for two years. After that, Did you hear that? The state government will pay their rent for two years. So they built the housing form on a taxpayer dime. They're going to pay their rent for two years on a a taxpayer dime. Homeless veterans in Maine, hey man, hopefully... If, if it's too cold oh well, figure it out. That, the buildings will convert to market
1: rate and affordable housing units. Some asylum seekers have already moved in and say this option of transitional housing is much better than living in a hotel or at a shelter.
4: In hotel, uh, just rules and regulations. And uh, in a shelter, too, we have so many people. We share kitchen together. We share
0: the restroom together. This is it. Hey, too many rules in the hotel, eh? Too many rules in the hotel. We don't like. We don't like. We want to have our own place, huh? Eh? Ah, we don't like the rules in the hotel. We want the free taxpayer at apartment in in Brunswick, Maine, it's eh? Idiots. So yeah, shout out to the Africans all the way in in Maine. How did they get there? It must be nice to be able to fly across the ocean and say how poor you are. It must be nice. I know that plane ticket ain't cheap. Was a plane ticket also taxpayer funded? I don't think so. But hey, shout out to the the, the Nigerians, West Africans out there in Brunswick, Maine, getting free housing for not one but two years. All right, shout out to them. If you're a Maine taxpayer, how do you feel about that? And you know what's funny? the, The funny part about that is you got black folks talking about reparations, reparations now for slavery from 1865 They just spent. Listen to me now. There was a house study. Let me see if I can find it. There was a house study that says they spent a crazy amount on migrants. You may have seen one number, but I'm gonna give you a different number right here. Okay, this is all taxpayer money. Um, from from law enforcement to housing to everything. Okay, let's let's put it on the screen. This is New York Post. Migrant crisis has U.S. taxpayers on the hook for up to $451 billion, with a B, $451 billion. That comes from my House GOP report. From everything, from, um, you know, the migrants that have come in here, as asylum seekers, the, the gotaways, all of them, for all the things that we got to pay for when it comes to them. The housing, the food, the courts, the law enforcement, border patrol, that is total cost right there. So when you got black folks in America, black Americans talking about reparations for slavery, there you go right there. There you go right there. You're not getting it. They're getting it. You're not getting it. They're getting it. And this just it just it just came here in 2022. Your claim for reparations happened in 1865. This is why I always say it's not going to happen because when the country wants to do something, they'll do it. There's not going to be a need for a study. Look, when you got black folks saying reparations for slavery, they say, oh, you know, we got to do a study. We got to look into it. We got to set up a commission. We got to get the, the, some scholars on the, on the board to figure out a plan of execution. When the migrants come in, OK, 500 billion, boom, right away, taxpayer money. <laughs> we go, we gonna print money. We're going to rob from the American taxpayer and give it to non citizens. And then the ultimate plan is to make them citizens, give them the ability to vote and then replace you. They'll be the new slaves, the new permanent underclass. And if you don't have anything, if you can't get in where you fit in, Oh, well, you might as well go to, uh, Ghana learn tree, come back through the border and pretend to be a migrant, you might get some money that way. You're a regular American citizen, man. You better figure out a way to, hey, (laughs) figure out a way to do something and, and, and don't get locked up. But anyway, if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. And speaking of migrants becoming citizens, here's your man saying the quiet part out loud. This is Chucky Boy, Chuck Schumer. Let's check it out
12: now more than ever. We're short of workers. Uh, We have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers, and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers, but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented (laughs) there are here. I mean, he said he said
0: everything right there. He said he said a lot. He said a lot in twenty-eight seconds. What did he say? Okay, first we gotta give them um we gotta bring them in because we need the workers. We need new slaves. Don't I always say that? This is your man Chuck Schumer saying it. We need new slaves. Okay. Now we got people here need that need jobs. You got people that are unemployed need jobs. But now nah, we need people that's gonna work for a small amount of money. I was saying it today on the Twitters. I'm saying that migrants are not necessarily better labor. They're cheaper labor. There's plenty of Americans who work construction, but do you want to frame houses for $10 an hour? Do you want to frame houses in cold weather, hot weather or whatever for 10 bucks an hour? Do you want to do that? The migrants would do it. You see what I'm saying? They're cheap labor. The same reason you go get your iPhones made in China. Oh, well, they, they, they work hard in China. Do they work hard or are they pretty much like slaves? They got slave quarters and everything on. Have have you seen a a factory, a Foxconn factory where they got self-deletion nets outside the building? Have you ever seen that? I'm going to put it on the screen for you guys right quick. The self-deletion nets out there in China on the factories. All right. Let me see if I can find it right quick. Yeah. Maybe a better. Here's a good image of it. The way that they look on the outside. Yeah, that might be a good image right there. Okay, let's throw it on the screen. So you see this right here? This is the exterior of the building of a factory. And you got these windows right here where you have workers, maybe they're working right there. Maybe it's like a little hallway, I can't tell what it is. But these nets extend from the window So if you jump from the window to try and delete yourself because your job is so stressful, like imagine being hunched over a desk for 12 hours a day on the low end, probably 16, 18 hours a day, just doing one task over and over, tightening the screw for 16 hours repetitively, like like a machine. You're doing that so much over and over and over again. You say, you know what? I'm done try to jump out and delete yourself, but that's kind of costly. We can't have you just die. So we're going to put a net up there and you see it's being used. You see, it's kind of dipping like that. It's been people that have actually jumped on the net and they've tried to, yeah, we got a few little dips in the net for sure. Cause it's been used. Okay. Now, if I say, you know what? I don't want to have those kind of conditions in America. Oh, you're lazy. That's why we got the migrants. Really? That's why we got foreign workers, really? Come on, this is slave labor. But it's fine, it's fine. But my thing is, let's, let's not act like it ain't. It, it, it's not what it is. Okay, migrants are cheaper. But back to what Chuck Schumer was saying. So we got the new slaves, the workers, right? That's one thing. And then we have um, low birth rates in this country. He dropped that egg too. Because check it out. Yeah, that was in China to be specific. The factory was in China. Now we got low birth rates in the country. Um, among white Americans, it's like 1.4. Black Americans is like 1.8, 1.9. And Hispanics are like 3.5. And other nations of people, they got much higher birth rates in more poor countries, India, Africa, um, not really Europe too much. Um, South America, India, Africa maybe some parts of China, but not really. Not not Japan, Korea, but in a lot of the, like lot of the very poor countries that got very high birth rates. We need the people and at the Roosevelt Hotel in New York City where all the migrants are at, four or five babies per week are being born at the hotel, anchor babies. So we need the population, we need the slave labor, and we want them to be able to get citizenship, therefore they'll become voters and to vote for us. You said it all right there. So yeah, no more. shout out to Chuck Schumer for just dropping exactly what is going on with the the nation. Now let's skip to uh, Joe Biden a little bit. Let's hear Chuck Schumer's partner in crime, Nancy Pelosi, speak on Joe Biden.
4: Actually, Joe Biden at his age is so, he's, he has a big vision for our country. He brings the wisdom, the, the knowledge, the judgment of age as well as experience uh, he knows how to get things done he's a legislator not a uh, a person to hold things up and he has a big heart of empathy for the american people actually joe biden at his age is so he's he-
0: now this voice what's going on with the voice i mean you're talking about Virgin virginia slim smoking for the past 35 years uh, is, this, is this alcoholism like what's going on with the voice I mean, good night. That's Nancy Pelosi speaking about Joe Biden having experience and wisdom. Yeah, that man got the wisdom, all right. He got wisdom like um dirt got wisdom from feet being walked on top of it. You know what foot patterns are like. This man is just old. He's old as dirt. This guy needs to go ahead and go, but they're not gonna they're not gonna stomp on their golden goose. They're not gonna do that, which is why Joy Reed got a little bit of a wake-up call me go ahead and skip to her right quick. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Okay, I'm gonna play a little bit of cuss. I'm gonna play one little F word here. Remember, Joy Reid had a little slip up, a, a hot mic moment. Um, This show, they were talking about the border and they were talking about um also foreign conflict. I think at this moment on the screen, they were talking about the border. But before this particular moment, during the actual show, she was speaking about um, about the, the, the conflicts, Israel, Ukraine, Taiwan, maybe. And by the way, in the so-called border bill, there's some funding for those things. I'm getting ahead of myself. So let's hear the hot mic moment. Then let's hear her tap dance uh soft shoe her way out of it on the view
4: check it out over the weekend president biden said he's ready to take action if congress is serious about solving the border issue
2: if that bill were the law today i'd shut down the border right now and fix it quickly and congress needs to get it done Starting another fucking war
4: (laughs) still trying to kill the deal
0: so you heard her right there dropping the f word and sorry for the sensitive viewers out there i apologize you know I want you guys to be able to not have to deal with that kind of language. But yeah, that was Joy Reid on the hot mic talking about Biden starting the war. Again, the context was earlier in the show, they were talking about conflicts overseas. And she was saying that she doesn't want there to be another war popping off. Now, of course, you can't do stuff like that because MS-13 DNC, this is an armor of the Democratic Party. They cannot have their host going on there talking about Biden in a bad way. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, we're going to give you 100 lashes. We're going to whip you in front of a live studio audience on The View for saying the wrong thing. You cannot criticize Master Joe. Oh, no. Don't criticize Master Joe. We're going to whip you like uh, Kunta Kinte right here on The View. That's what happened. And this was crazy. And this, what's funny is that Joy Reed is – um. I think she might be an immigrant from African parents. That's funny. But anyway, let's check this out right quick. And um, you see the facial expression? She does not like this. She does not like this at all. And those wigs, my, my, my. Um, Joy Reid, as I was saying in my video, I have a question to Joy Reid. Are you trolling us with the wigs? What is that? contraption on top of your head what is that are you trying to be like Trump is orange man bad or no do you enjoy his hairstyles are you trying to emulate the orange man if you want to have his hairstyle if you're envious of his hair just say that I'm sure he would give you a good number to get your hairpiece tightened up because this contraption right here I don't know what's going on this is a mess but let me just stop with the nonsense and let's see what was said on the view and R.I.P. to the headphone users.
5: Oh, Joy, I want to ask you, because we as as people that wear microphones every day, <laughs> we can relate to this. But last week you had a hot mic moment that got some attention. <laughs> let's just say you use some colorful language. Who doesn't? Not me. Um, I'm a but yeah, <laughs> but it, it seems like you were criticizing President Biden for starting another war. I don't think you're alone in concerns of that, but is that true? Like, what was behind this?
0: <laughs> so, basically, this is them trying to make her atone for her sins in a passive-aggressive way. That's exactly what happened right here, 100%. This is really crazy. I would be offended if I was bombarded like this on air, on a show that's what, that should be friendly to me. But, you know, if you're Jory Reid, you do what you do whatever they say, Do
4: Well, I'm going to hit that with a cute no comment. No, but I, what, what I'm going to say is I am a person that, I ask, I'm a study war no more kind of Christian. I'm a red letter Christian. I don't believe in war, whether it is the governor of Texas literally trying to start another civil war over an issue that his party could solve tomorrow. There's
0: Now, okay, check it out. Hold on. Matter of fact, I'm going to let her finish. Issue ...that his party
4: could solve tomorrow. There's literally a bill that they just yeah. could pass, right?
0: Now, the question was about what you said about... Joe Biden starting another effing war overseas. That was the question about what you said on the hot mic. It wasn't about Greg Abbott. That wasn't the question. But see, you got to pivot and shift the focus away from what you said, away from the Joe Biden criticism. Now you got to shift it to Greg Abbott and the Republicans and whatnot. A civil war, really? It's your man that caused the conflict. It's your man that caused the crisis. Why must there be a bill signed for the border when there was no border crisis before Joe Biden got in office without the bill? There, there was no bill. It's there's laws on the books that we had. Why do we need a bill with, by the way, funding for these wars you don't like? There's funding for Ukraine, funding for Israel, and funding for Taiwan. There are three spots that could start a World War, a Third World War, Israel, if Iran is there and we strike, or we might go to Iran and strike, if we do what your man Tim Scott and Lindsey Graham and all these neocons say, if we do what they say and go into Iran and strike, boom, World War Three. If we hit Taiwan, that's called China. In China's eyes, it's not called Taiwan to them under the One China Policy. If we hit them or we try to attack China, boom, World War Three. If we launch a rocket, a nuke, or anything to Moscow into Russian territory, boom, World War III. Say you don't like war, but the bill you're talking about we should sign has funding that could agitate a war right in it. So make it make sense, Jory Reid.
4: Make it make sense like your wig does not make sense. And, and do the border security issue or whether it's in the Middle East. I was deeply against the Iraq war. I was again, I'm a, I'm an anti-war person. And so, you know, I don't want to say that there's any sign that is specifically to blame here. But I think the idea, I think for most Americans, we're war weary. I think we're all weary of. Con- so this is
0: just the appeal to the, the crowd. Oh, we're all war weary. Us All Americans, we're all war weary. And I'm a Christian and I got faith. and. This is nothing but damage control because what she said was an honest moment that we picked up on on the right and we're using it. And she's trying to get away from that. She's trying to put a little bit of space between what she said and where she's at right now. But in reality is right there. That, That was a it was a unfiltered moment. It was an uncut moment. She said what she said, and she meant it. So shout out to Joy Reid for now having to go under view and do damage control.
4: Conflict. Yeah. And we would like to see us progress economically, socially, try to bring this country back from the brink of racial hatred. Let's not do war at all. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's not kill people. Let's not, let's not kill
0: people. So there you go. That's her trying to do the damage control, of course. Same, same old thing that they always do. You said one thing, that was probably your your exact heart. You thought you weren't being recorded. You thought it was a hot mic. You said what you said, you meant it, and then that's it. All right, now let's go back to your man, to your main man, Joe Biden, all right.
2: We have the best economy in the world. Inflation is coming down. There's still too much expensive, too, too much expense, and a little bit of corporate greed going on too. There's, yep. well, there's, a, there's a little, little article written. The I'll get you a connection to. It. It's called "There's a Lot stick, of sticker What's happened with the Snickers bars? Yeah, Snickers bars. You know they can, yeah. Well, they haven't raised the price of Snickers bar. They just took ten percent of it
0: out. <laughs> so that—that's the man talking about inflation. Now the stumbling, stammering, stuttering mess because he's a thousand years old. I mean, this guy's pretty much held together with duct tape, hopes and dreams, balsa wood, whatever they can find any kind of slip side MacGyver contraption. You can find, they got him together with, because if one pin, if one bolt, if one screw gets loose, he's going to be a pile of bones on the ground. This guy's done. This is your man. Joy Reed. That's your man. The view that's, that's, that's your King. That's that him, this guy who can't put two words together coherently. I mean, come on, this is the president. I can understand if he was just a regular guy at the crib. Okay. Eating bonbons or whatever, eating Cheerios, popcorn. Okay. That's fine. This is the president of the USA. Yeah. It's about candy and Snickers bars and just dumb stuff. 1000 years old. Yes, he is. He is. The first man, he's Cro Magnon. Okay. He, when they said Neanderthal, they're talking about what, what they meant was Joe Biden. Okay. Now he's going to go back to the 80s or the 90s, speaking about a guy that's been dead since 1996. A lot of you guys who are watching weren't even born at on that time, 1996. Now let's go ahead and watch this. All right. Speaking about Mitterrand from Germany, he's been dead. Hold on, I'm I'm getting ahead of
2: myself. Let's watch. People have pled guilty, you know. I, right, right, right. After I was elected, I went to a, what they call a G7 meeting, all the NATO leaders. And it was in it was in the south of England, and I sat down and I said, "America's back." And Mitterrand from Germany, I mean from France, looked at me and said, uh, said, you know. Why? Why? How how long are you back for? (laughs) And I looked at him, and the the Chancellor of Germany said, what would you say, Mr. President, if you picked up the paper tomorrow in the London Times, and the London Times said, 1,000 people break through the House of Commons, break down the doors, two bobbies are killed in order to stop the election of the Prime Minister, what would you say? This is
0: bad, man. This 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 is really bad. I mean, this is like your pawpaw speaks better than that. You know, I got grandparents and whatnot, and they don't sound like that at all. My great-grandmother lived to be 95 years old before she passed and never sounded like that, ever. None of my grandparents sounded like that. I mean, some might. Some grandparents might sound like that, but mine, never. And... If they did, that's cause for concern. And I tell you what, they wouldn't be trying to be still working, being a president or whatever. That's crazy. That's totally crazy. Now, we have Eric Adams calling out Joe Biden. Eric Adams, New York City mayor. Now, we know how the migrant crisis is affecting New York. Like I said before, we got 170,000 since summertime 2022. So not even two years, 170,000 migrants have flooded into New York City. And Eric Adams is upset. And also Kathy Hochul, the governor of New York, they're upset. But the problem is that they are inviting them. You're talking out of both sides of your neck. On one end, you say that you are a sanctuary city in New York City and a sanctuary state in New York State. But you're upset about all the migrants coming in to commit a crime. Kathy Hochul says that she wants the migrants who attack the police officer to be deported. How are you going to do that, Ms. Sanctuary State, when you guys have a policy that does not alert ICE of the status of these migrants? Are they here legally, illegally, asylum seeker, or whatever? You're not going to inform ICE of their status. So how are they going to be deported? Now, let's see what Eric Adams said on the whole situation of the migrants.
13: ...members came from somewhere. That's the only common denominator we have. All of us came from somewhere. But um, I can't be clear. This is a national problem. (laughs) You know, Chicago, Boston, Houston, Washington. The national government must solve this and the challenges that we are facing, uh, no city should be facing these challenges. And I kept saying this over and over again, we're going to start to see the visualization of the failure of the policy. I said this over and over again. I said it last year. I said it uh, you know, from the beginning of this crisis. We're seeing the visual of what a failed national po- policy is producing. And it, it, when I speak to my colleagues in other uh, cities, they're saying the same thing. It's not unique to New York. We have
0: to fix this with a national solution. members came from. OK, great. National solution. You know what? As far as the border crisis and having it be a national solution, that makes all the sense in the world, Eric Adams. That makes all the sense in the world. But check it out. Check it out, though, Mr. Adams. You got to have local um, fixes as well. You see, we don't have a migrant crisis where I live. There, nowhere near we don't have any of that going on. There are some migrants floating around here and there. But we don't have the New York City problem. We don't have the Chicago problem. Is it a problem in Los Angeles? I'm not quite sure. I think L.A., they're dealing more with the, the crack smoker problem, the meth user problem, okay, the the outdoor street walking young lady problem in L.A. They got other issues aside from, okay, you, you, got, you got some bigger fish to fry in Los Angeles. You got these homeless dope fiends building two-story condominiums right there on the sidewalk. That's a bigger issue over there. That's not an issue in New York. But my my point is, you got to have some local policies on the books to combat the issues you're facing that come from the federales. And then you got to have the federales jump in and also fix it. It's simple. It can't just be one way. But again, if you run on being a sanctuary city or a sanctuary state, then you get what you get. Now, speaking about the migrants, um, I spoke on a Chinese being the number two biggest group that comes through the Southern border. Number two, right behind like Mexicans or maybe even Central Americans. Now I've said a story before, but I'm going to say it one more time and then I'm going to give you a visual to go with it. Matter of fact, hold on. Um, let me see if I can find what I'm looking for. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that. Good stuff that'll help me out tremendously. Okay. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna give you guys two visuals. This is perfect actually, because I'm gonna give you one visual that I've already that I've already said, and then I'm gonna give you an updated one of a recent uh occurrence, a recent phenomenon. All right, check it out. Now watch this. Now this is a sign on the southern border in the desert. If you are walking in the desert, it can be hot, it can be cold, but definitely hot. You can be dehydrated. You can easily just um, become tired, dehydrated, and dive right there in the desert. Now, these little signs exist in certain areas dotted around the desert. Let's read it. If you need help, push the red button. Help will arrive. Do not leave the area. So, the first language, English. And then it says... Uh you need help or premate or button rojo, push the red button, Ayuda, um help will arrive. Don't leave. Cadestiai key. Don't leave. And then of course that's Spanish. I cannot read the last one. Can you guys read that? I don't know what that says, but I do know what it is. That's Chinese. That's straight up Chinese. So why is this sign? in English, Spanish, and Chinese. It's because the Chinese are the number two biggest migrant group coming through the southern border. And it's been like that for a very long time. And it's ramped up in recent years. Okay, and again, if you're just now coming into the stream, this is a, a sign on the border. And there are many of these signs on the border. Out in remote areas. If you're crossing, if you're walking and you get hot, dehydrated, cold, uh torn from a group, you don't know where to go, you have a difficulty. If you push that button, help will come right to you. All right. And you have three languages English, Spanish, and Chinese. Okay. Now, the Chinese are getting instructions from apps like TikTok. On how to cross the border illegally, no Portuguese, no, 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 no Portuguese, straight English, Spanish, and Chinese. All right, check it out. Watch this. This is this is um, this is sixty minutes.
6: We wondered how all of these migrants knew about this particular entryway into California. The answer was in their hands.
0: Now I got to pause it at certain points because it is sixty minutes, and they will try to give me a copyright.
6: Do you Doin. Oh, Doin. Okay. TikTok. TikTok. oh, you TikTok.
0: learned on TikTok. They said Douyin. I heard that. Did you guys hear it? Let's let's rewind. See, this, this is why it's good to watch my channel because I'll tell you certain things that they won't tell you. They, did, they didn't. They, they totally glossed over that little piece. Let's hear one more time because remember, Douyin is the Chinese version of TikTok. It's the same app mechanically. But it's not the same content. On Douyin, they get content that's different. They don't get so much of the Western garbage that we get. We get twerking. We get um, degenerate stuff. We get stupid trends. I I saw a trend where you got these young guys throwing um, slurpers on their truck. They're getting these big slushies from 7-Eleven and throwing it on their vehicle because it's a TikTok trend. They don't have that on the Chinese version of TikTok called Douyin. Now, let's pay attention right quick.
6: The answer was in their hands. Do you
0: know
2: about that? Oh, oh, Douyin, okay.
0: okay. They said it right there, Douyin. Not TikTok, uh-uh, the Chinese TikTok. So they're allowing instructions on how to cross the border on a Chinese TikTok, okay? The government is allowing it on their version of TikTok.
6: TikTok. Oh, you learned on TikTok, <laughs> yeah. TikTok is a social media platform created in China. The post we found had step-by-step instructions for hiring smugglers and detailed directions to that hole. We
0: this is not TikTok. So this right here, we're watching an example of the mainstream media lying to you. This is not TikTok. This is Douyin. Not the same thing. Mechanically, it's the same, but it's not the same app. You visited.
6: We were struck by just how orderly and routine it all seemed. The migrants walked about a half mile down a dirt road and waited in line for U.S. Border Patrol to arrive so they could surrender.
0: Basically, the Chinese government is giving citizens of their country instructions on how to cross into the border illegally. That's what's happening. Okay? That's part of the reason why they are... The number two biggest group of migrants coming into our country. There's it, a whole pipeline. I saw a documentary where when they go to the Darien Gap of Panama, it's a hotel just for them. It's only Chinese in the hotel. Let me see if I can find that right quick because that was crazy. Um, yeah, that was that was totally nuts. right there at the Darien Gap in Colombia. It was a hotel just for them. Yeah, I I gotta, I gotta, gotta, gotta find that. Hold on. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. All right. Let me see if I got it. Nah, I ain't gonna be able to find it. I ain't gonna be able to find it, but I need to because that was a really informative clip. Very, very informative. All right, let's keep on going. But yeah, there's there's a specific hotel right down on the board, on the, like in Panama. It's only Chinese. Like it's set up just for them. They got certain food that the Chinese are going to eat. There's no other tourists, no expats other than them in Panama. Absolutely. Let's keep on going here. Um, uh, We got more to get into. And where are we going to go? Your man, Trudeau. What is Justin Castro, I mean, Trudeau talking about here? Let's check it out.
11: From the Leader of the Opposition is uh, under the previous Conservative government, everything was perfect. And what he is proposing to do is to make Canada great again. That is not what Canadians want. He is pining for a nostalgia that, quite frankly, Canadians do not feel. They remember what he did as part of Stephen Harper's failed housing minister. He remembers the people who the rights of individual uh, indigenous peoples violated. Uh, the, uh, ignoring of environmental responsibilities and the lack of an environmental and economic plan for the future. We're going to continue.
0: Now these outfits though, like why what's, what's going on with these big bow ties and all that good stuff. At least they're not wearing these powdered wigs again in UK still like that is, that is still, um, a, a thing, but, um, hold on. I got to, I, I found something right here that I want to tell you guys about about China and Panama. But yeah, Trump derangement syndrome is crazy. Why are we talking about Trump slogans in Canada? I think anytime you say anything that's linked to Trump, it triggers certain people. That's like when they keep saying um, MAGA, MAGA Republicans, MAGA, 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 MAGA because they want to make that be some kind of slur, some kind of, you know, uh, some some kind of negative thing to attack people with. All right. Let me see if I can see this right here. Well, no, that, that's not what I want. I'll keep on moving. All right. And let's rock and roll. There's actually quite a bit. I get funny Willis. I'm gonna look at a little bit of an update on her funny Willis, man. You know, the thing about funny Willis, a lot of these people, Atlanta, other parts of the country. It's, it's just too much corruption government is just so it's just so corrupt. It's easy to be corrupt in government. And it, it kind of dis, discourages you. Shout out to the good people in government, local, federal. Shout out to you guys. You guys are amazing. We need more of you. And we need at the same time we we need more good guys in government, but we also need smaller government. We need less government because the bigger the government, the bigger the corruption. The more we give to government, the more power we give to them, the easier it is for them to become corrupt. All right, let's check this out.
4: Anybody, Nathan Wade, the former president, posted this. Fannie Willis and her lover perpetrated a conspiracy to make money cheat, and interfere with the presidential election of 2024. Steve Harrigan, live in Atlanta with more on the salacious legal drama of Fannie Willis. Steve.
7: Harris, this could be heading towards a dramatic conclusion with a hearing scheduled for the 15th of February. But right now, as it stands, already five defendants have said that the DA, Fonnie Willis, should be disqualified. And as you mentioned last week, she admitted to being in a personal relationship with the prosecutor that she hired, Nathan Wade. A key point here, she says that relationship only began after Wade was hired. Now, defense attorneys claim they can produce witnesses who say that actually the relationship began before and that the two were even living together. As it stands now, there are increased calls for the DA to step aside from this case. Bonnie
14: Willis is the one who put herself in this position. Um, And now she's in a situation where she has
11: to look in the mirror and ask herself hard questions about whether it's appropriate for her to continue in this role, regardless of what the judge does, whether the judge disqualifies her or not.
7: Willis is calling for that hearing the 15th to be canceled. She's calling it a circus. We'll have to wait and see what the judge decides.
0: Boy, oh boy, oh boy! Funny Willis, funny, funny, funny. Yeah, they're gonna find out that they were living together. They were doing all that. And again, the whole pro- the whole point, the reason why that's a bad thing, is because okay, this is your lover, your living lover, who was married at the time, and you appointed him with no prior experience in a case like this. You go from being a traffic court judge, handling tickets, things of this nature, to now you're prosecuting the president of the USA and a dozen other co-defendants? Really? Is that what you're going to do? And then you have experts on the case with more experience and ability than him to be there, and you're not paying them anything close to what you paid him? $650,000 to your living sugar baby, basically. She is the sugar mama. He is the baby. She paid him. Close to like well well over half a million dollars within a two year period of time. And the next closest person got 90 grand, not even six figures, not even six figures. you give giving him getting close to one million dollars. Come on, man. And then it was crazy because we're saying, hey, well, this guy's buying tickets for you. He's buying vacations for you. He's like, and she was like, well, we bought it for each other. And the craziest part was her having the the little speech at the church. Oh, I'm imperfect. I'm flawed, ma'am. Anybody, look, man, go to the penitentiary, Bit Rocks, Little Rocks, for doing something like this. It's clear that you're corrupt. You're laundering money. This is a sweetheart deal. It was a kickback. If they prosecute this, you're talking about a felony offense. Aside from just having to be taken off the case, aside from that, you're talking about a felony offense. Penitentiary, Bit Rocks, Little Rocks, for what you have most likely done here. So, yeah. And then the thing about it, people seen them. Atlanta is small. I said that before on the channel. People said it's not small. It is small. If you go to Atlanta and you go to certain places that are popular, it's not that. It's, it, you know, Buckhead, downtown Midtown. That's where you're going to go in Atlanta. They, they, they're trying to go to Woodstock. Look, you get caught slipping. And and um and and uh um uh Alpharetta somewhere, Dahlonega. you get caught slipping way up there, people still see you. People travel, they get into their car, but y'all were right in Atlanta gallivanting around, like ain't nothing going on. Okay, you wanted to go to Marietta, okay. That's real far. You right there. People still see you. Fonny Willis, recognizable. This guy recognizable as well, pretty tall guy. We see y'all. Okay, you can't, you're not, you're not hiding and y'all living together. I wonder where you lived. If you lived in an apartment or you lived in the house, that's kind of close together. People are going to have ring camera footage. I mean, this is going to be a mess. What's going to happen. Let me tell you what's going to happen. There's going to be footage of them. That gets unearthed from back in 2020 of them kissing the whatnot in public. That's going to be a mess because then that's going to prove that they were together. They were together romantically and she hired him. During that process, which further gives credence to the claim that if this was a sweetheart deal, a kickback deal that is totally inappropriate. All of this is a thing to make money and to get clout, and you're using the former president to do it. You knew that if you were able to get him on a case, you can get a lot of money. And she also allegedly took COVID money, so you you scamming money, you taking it from the COVID relief. You scamming, take it from the federales, prosecute Donald Trump. You're done. You're toast. You're completely toast. Toast. And you know what? Something will happen to them because they're local. Okay. And they don't have those kind of connections. Now, if this was Joe Biden, Hunter Biden, Chuck Schumer, Nancy Pelosi, they got a little bit of protection. You are a, a ticket cop, a, a traffic judge. No, no, no. The Democratic Party is not coming to save you. All right. You did that on your own. If you were to just do things by the book, as far as being able to bring prosecutors and hire people, then you would get some help from the democratic party. They come through. But as we see, when you mess up, they don't really, they, they make you atone for your sins. And what they may make her do is go to the penitentiary and serve some time for trying to steal some money from this. Okay. (laughs) Bad enough, you want to prosecute former president to get some clout for yourself. You want to steal money at the same time. You're an idiot. <laughs> You're a complete idiot. But hey, it is what it is. It is what it is. Now, speaking about good guys and media, good guys and politics, Tucker Carlson. He will interview Vladimir Putin. Well, he has on it. I think I think it's already happened, and it's going to be on Twitter, now known as X, and also his website. TuckerCarlson.com. So it'll be in both places. I'm going to watch it as soon as it comes out. But the mainstream media, for some reason, they don't like. For some reason, they do not like Tucker interviewing Vladimir Putin. Now, I don't understand why, because I thought he was a journalist. I thought we had freedom of the press in the U.S. And not only does the mainstream media not like this, The European Union, listen to me, the European Union does not like this. All right, hold on. I got to pull up an article right quick for you guys. This is really crazy. Um, The European Union are trying to sanction him. As it come out tomorrow, I'm going to be on it like white on rice, like white on rice for sure. But the European Union are trying to sanction Tucker Carlson over the interview. But well, I thought we had freedom of press. I thought it was okay for a journalist to interview someone. It doesn't matter who it is. Why is it a thing to sanction someone over? And, and we're going to get into all the reasons they say. But you could be anybody else and interview them. You could say you could be Charlie Rose. You could be Barbara Walters. You could be pretty much whoever you want to be and interview Vladimir Putin. But if you're Tucker Carlson and you're considered to be a MAGA, a MAGA Republican or something like that, then all of a sudden you are um, possibly going to be sanctioned over the interview. Here's a meme right here that I want to show you guys. All right. This is going to just bring it on home for you. And I showed it in my video as well. So hold on. Let me see if I can throw it on the screen right quick for y'all. And let's do it that way. Perfect. 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 So check it out. So we see what's going on. We got Barbara Walters, Stephanopoulos, Charlie Rose, all good. Journalists doing their job, interviewing is all good. Tucker Carlson interviewing the same man that they interviewed is all of a sudden a bad thing. Now, why is that? Why is that? Why is it any different? What's what's going on? Y'all tell me the reason. I think we all know the reason. So look at this. Excludes Tucker Carlson could face sanctions over Putin interview. I'm not making this up. They're trying to sanction him from the European Union over the interview. All right. I mean, you can't make this stuff up. So Tucker Carlson's interview, Russian President Vladimir Putin could see the conservative pundit targeted by European Union lawmakers. <laughs> European Union lawmakers, current and former members of the European Parliament, have told Newsweek. Carlson visited Russia this week, and on Tuesday revealed he would soon be releasing an interview with the Russian leader. Carlson's work in Russia could see the former Fox News host in hot water. in the European Union guide I can't pronounce that, a former Belgian prime minister and current member of the European Parliament, told Newsweek the lawmaker who was called for the EU to explore imposing a a travel ban on Tucker Carlson described Carlson as a mouthpiece. Of former president Donald Trump and Putin adding as Putin is a war criminal and the EU sanctions all who assist him in that effort. It seems logical that the external action service examine this case as well. Really? European Union, you guys say that Vladimir Putin persecutes journalists, imprisons them, deletes them. And that's part of the reason why you say he's a criminal and he shouldn't be a guy that people like. That's what y'all say in a European Union. But you guys are treating Tucker Carlson the same way you say that Putin treats him. You guys trying to sanction him. And then my question would be, okay, if he, quote unquote, violates the travel ban, then what happens? What are you going to do if he runs afoul of your so-called sanctions? You're going to put him in prison? You're going to imprison a journalist for interviewing. Listen, I thought you guys were for freedom and democracy, all that kind of stuff. But if that's the case, I can't tell. I cannot tell. It's all And then it's all good when Barbara Walters, Charlie Rose, Stephanopoulos, it's all good when they interview this same man. When Tucker does it because he's seen as conservative and a friend of Trump, that's somehow the wrong thing. It's crazy. But hey, shout out to the European Union. Shout out to the Fourth Reich. (laughs) Shout out to the Fourth Reich, a.k.a. the European Union. Who's the villain here? I can't tell. I can't tell. I mean, remember, they were fighting Nazis in Ukraine, meaning the Russians during World War II were fighting Nazis in Ukraine. Has things changed? The Azov Battalion, European Union. What's the difference between then and now? I can't tell. I can't tell. OK, and if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up, like the video, share the video, do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. OK, so here is CNN giving their two cents on what's happening with the interview between Tucker and Putin. All right.
14: Shake up in Kiev coming as Putin is trying.
0: Let's start from the top. And why do they call Kiev Kiev? Is there a particular reason behind that? Are they trying to de russify the word Kiev? I'm not quite sure.
14: Set A massive shakeup in Kiev coming as Putin is trying to court the MAGA GOP in the United States. In fact, one of the leaders of the MAGA GOP is in Moscow tonight. It's the man you see here with the MAGA leader, Donald Trump.
0: <laughs> okay, that was 16 seconds of audio. I want you guys to count. How many times she says the word MAGA, and then when you tabulate it, ask yourself if there is a specific effort afoot to try and villainize that term for anybody that is not one of them. Let's rewind and tabulate.
14: Set A massive shakeup in Kiev coming as Putin is trying to court the MAGA GOP in the United States. In fact, one of the leaders of the MAGA GOP is in Moscow tonight. It's the man you see here with the MAGA leader, Donald Trump, Tucker Carlson.
0: You said MAGA three times in 15 seconds. Really?
14: Possibly there in Moscow to interview Putin. Definitely there as a Putin-supporting celebrity. Just listen to how Russian state media is breathlessly celebrating his visit.
0: Okay, so now you're going to hear how the Russian state media is breathlessly celebrating Tucker's visit. Okay? Now, when you hear that kind of language, such flowery and opulent type language. You expect them to be like, Tucker is a beautiful man. He came down from the heavens above. And when he stepped on the ground, he left gold footprints. But let's hear what he says. Independent journalist Tucker Carlson has flown to Russia from the US
1: via Turkey to Venukovay airport. He saw Spartacus Ballet at the Bolshoi Theater, had lunch in a nice restaurant, went for a ride around town, rode the subway. He charged his smartphone via USB port and connected to a fast and free Wi-Fi
0: internet.
14: He charged his phone. Although they're knowing the details about the fact that it was during USB port may give him reason to think twice about all of this.
0: Was that the 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 breathlessly phrasing and what was was that it charging his phone in the USB port going to a play that that was it really CNN. I mean really is that the best we can do is that the best that we were able to produce on this dying husk of a network. I mean, good grief, <laughs> good grief. You know, Don Lemon is gone from CNN and he's going to start his own show and it's going to be on Twitter exclusively. I can't wait. I can't wait. I hope Don Lemon is better than he was on this particular network because this is crazy. I mean, look, I'm not a Don Lemon fan, but you can do better for yourself. This, this is um, Aaron Burnett, Aaron Burnett. If you can hear me, blink twice if you need help, okay? Blink twice if you need some assistance. We're going to come save you from the Coming News Network because this is ridiculous. Whatever you're saying right now, you can't really believe it. This is crazy.
14: But look at them talking about him like a celebrity. Everything he does on camera, breathlessly repeated. Now, it is unclear if an interview between Putin and Carlson will take place, but if it does, it gives Putin a chance to sit down with a big supporter.
11: It might be worth asking yourself, since it is getting pretty serious, what is this really about? Why do I hate Putin so much? Has Putin ever called me a racist? Has he threatened to get me fired for disagreeing with him? Does he eat dogs? These are fair questions, and the answer to all of them is no, Vladimir Putin didn't do any of that.
14: I'll actually always remember watching that clip. I was standing in Ukraine 48 hours before the war began there.
0: So, is that an example of how big a fan of Putin that Tucker is? He doesn't eat dogs, really? So, you say that about somebody? I mean, but you know what? You know what's crazy? This is really crazy and cringe and almost looks like it's fake, like it's AI to us. But then, you know, this, this is 100% real. What's crazy is that a lot of their base eat this stuff up. They eat it up. This is just as bad as TikTok is on the brain brain of American people. It's, It's bad. It's real bad.
14: Well, Carlson then stood by Putin consistently all the way through. And that is why he can go to Moscow now without any fear of being summarily imprisoned. He's a hero. This was Putin's mouthpiece in the United States. Somebody who had turned a blind eye to the atrocities committed by Putin because they were happening far away. Once vibrant towns turned to ruins, mass graves with dozens of bodies in the Kiev suburbs, a theater full of innocent women and children sheltering, bombed, despite the giant world's children written on the roof, more than 200,000 Ukrainian soldiers killed or injured.
0: And- what does that got to do with interviewing Vladimir Putin because check it out. There's been all kinds of wars happening all throughout history. There's been all kinds of things that we've done in the USA. We've deleted plenty of people, kids and everything else. Does that mean that our presidents and leaders can't get interviewed by anybody because of things that we've done in the name of war? Is that, is that what that means? When you guys interview Benjamin Netanyahu and y'all and he has been in charge of Israel and they have some casualties in their end of the war, is, is that a bad thing? It's ridiculous. And, and again, you're a journalist. Your job is to find information. You got journalists that are right there on the ground. How are we getting these pictures right here? It's because journalists go to the war zone, and they do their job as journalists. They get the information. They get the footage. They get the interviews. It doesn't matter. They, they're not there to necessarily support one side or the other. That's not their their job. Their job is to get information. And if you want to present things in the one-sided way, that's not real journalism. You know, but again, I think, i said it before, the kind of one to reach into communism, make that be a thing. You know, just have everything be controlled by the state. One-party system, one-party government. So then when you say things that the government doesn't like, then you are punished as a result. Kind of like how China does it. That's that's really what they want to do, which is why they don't say much about China on mainstream media. They kind of leave. They are kind of being quiet about China. They don't. They're tight. Li- they're tight lipped about China, one hundred percent. So yeah. Now let's look at Tucker right here. Announce his um, interview. This is not the interview, but this is him announcing it on the Twitter. And shout out to Dom Luker for reposting this. If you guys are not following Dom
11: Luker, please do so. We're in Moscow tonight. We're here to interview the president of Russia, Vladimir Putin. We'll be doing that soon. There are risks to conducting an interview like this, obviously, so we've thought about it carefully over many months. Here's why we're doing it. First, because it's our job. We're in journalism. Our duty is to inform people. Two years into a war that's reshaping the entire world, most Americans are not informed. They have no real idea what's happening in this region, here in Russia or 600 miles away in Ukraine. But they should know. They're paying for much of it in ways they might not fully yet perceive. The war in Ukraine is a human disaster. It's left hundreds of thousands of people dead, an entire generation of young Ukrainians, and has depopulated the largest country in Europe. But the long-term effects are even more profound. This war has utterly reshaped the global military and trade alliances, and the sanctions that followed have as well. And in total, they have upended the world economy. The post-World War II economic order, the system that guaranteed prosperity in the West for more than 80 years, is coming apart very fast, and along with it, the dominance of the US dollar. These are not small changes. They are history-altering developments. They will define the lives of our grandchildren. Most of the world understands this perfectly well. They can see it. Ask anyone in Asia or the Middle East what the future looks like. And yet the populations of the English-speaking countries seem mostly unaware. They think that as nothing has really changed. And they think that because no one has told them the truth. Their media outlets are corrupt. They lie to their readers and viewers. And they do that mostly by omission. For example, since the day the war in Ukraine began, American media outlets have spoken to scores of people from Ukraine, and they have done scores of interviews with Ukrainian President Zelensky. We ourselves have put in a request for an interview with Zelensky, and we hope he accepts. But the interviews he's already done in the United States are not traditional interviews. They are fawning pep sessions specifically designed to amplify Zelensky's demand that the U.S. enter more deeply into a war in Eastern Europe and pay for it. That is not journalism, it is government propaganda, propaganda of the ugliest kind, the kind that kills people. At the same time, our politicians and media outlets have been doing this, promoting a foreign leader like he's a new consumer brand, not a single Western journalist has bothered to interview the president of the other country involved in this conflict.
0: That's a very good point. I'm gonna just pause right here for a second. This is a very good point he's making because all the interviews you've seen you know, relating to the war, because you got two countries involved. You get, you get, well, you got more than two involved, but two are officially fighting Ukraine and Russia. We've heard interview after interview after interview with Zelensky. We've heard tons of interviews as if Zelensky has not deleted any Russians under his administration through the military. Like that didn't happen. They wouldn't show the destruction that they say the Russians did. Well, how about what the Ukrainians have done? Are they totally innocent in this? Are they just, are are we not fighting a war on both sides? You could say who attacked who first, but at the end of the day, this is they're fighting each other right now. And there's deaths on both sides. But you want to interview Zelensky over and over and over again, and really all it is is a way for him to just get more and more and more and more and more and more and more money while we impose sanctions and limitations and, fight a media war and a proxy war against the Russian Federation, and nobody wants wants to speak to Vladimir Putin. And it's so bad, they want to censor Russian television. RT, they want to censor them. Anybody that's Russian-sounding, they want to be straight-up xenophobic in the real way against them. So it's good to hear the other side. You don't have to be a fan of either one or of the Russians or the Ukrainians, but information is not about who is right or who's wrong in the eyes of somebody. Give me all the information. Let me hear what Hitler had to say. Do I like him? No. Does it matter? No. I want to know all the information. Don't tell me what I should know and what I shouldn't know.
11: But I digress. Vladimir Putin. Most Americans have no idea why Putin invaded Ukraine or what his goals are now. They've never heard his voice. That's wrong. Americans have a right to know all they can about a war they're implicated in. And we have the right to tell them about it because we are Americans too. Freedom of speech is our birthright. We were born with the right to say what we believe. That right cannot be taken away no matter who is in the White House. But they're trying anyway. Almost three years ago, the Biden administration illegally spied on our text messages and then leaked the contents to their servants mm. in the news media. Mm. They did this in order to stop a Putin interview that we were planning.
0: I remember that I remember when it happened. That was a really crazy situation. You get the federal government spying and then leaking stuff and like getting in the way of journalism. This is a thing that communist governments do. This is exactly what they do. This is this is China happening right here. A democracy, I can't tell. We're not a democracy anyway, but that's a different story and I digress. The point is that they wanna say how free and open everything is while they actively act to make things
11: less free or not free at all. Last month, we're pretty certain they did exactly the same thing once again, but this time we came to Moscow anyway. We are not here because we love Vladimir Putin. We are here because we love the United States and we want it to remain prosperous and free. We paid for this trip ourselves. We took no money from any government or group, nor are we charging people to see the interview. It is not behind a paywall. Anyone can watch the entire thing, shot live to tape and unedited, on our website, tuckercarlson.com. Elon Musk, to his great credit, has promised not to suppress or block this interview once we post it on his platform, X. Now, it'll be available tomorrow. If you guys are looking forward to this,
0: today's Wednesday, if you're watching the replay, on YouTube, or on your audio streaming platform, this should be available on Thursday, February 8th,
11: 2024, from what you guys are saying in the chat, okay? And we're grateful for that. Western governments, by contrast, will certainly do their best to censor this video on other less principled platforms because that's what they do. They are afraid of information they can't control. But you have no reason to be afraid of it. We are not encouraging you to agree with what Putin may say in this interview, but we are urging you to watch it. You should know as much as you can. Exactly.
0: Listen, I don't want the government or anybody for that matter, especially not the government, to tell me who I'm supposed to watch or not watch. Listen, this guy's a head of state. I want to hear his perspective. I want to hear it. I want to hear from everyone. I don't care who they are. I want to learn. I want to know things. Don't hide information. This is what this is. This is North Korea. okay? Where you can't know certain things. I
11: don't I don't like that. And then like a free citizen and not a slave, you can decide for yourself. Thanks. Now, I'm not going to stream it because they're going to
0: censor it on YouTube, but I will cover it. I will cover it, but I'm not going to stream it. They'll are going; they definitely censor it. I already know what they're going to do, so it's kind of pointless. If they're going to censor it, then I'm not going to cover it. I mean, I'm not going to stream it. I probably, I'll still cover it, though, but I won't play it. I'll be creative with it, and I will give my full 100% thoughts on it in different ways. I'll be on Twitter. I'm going to get my voice out there regardless, but I will post the interview on my website, of course, and I will speak on it. I'll give you guys a summary after I watch it. OK, so that'd be how I do that. So what are they going to do? They, they're going to tell me I can't talk about it. I think not. Now, if they want to censor me by saying I can't even speak about a thing without even showing it, that'd be crazy. But I will put it on my website because they can't censor that. That's me. So I put it on there. I will give you guys my two cents. I'll give you a summary. And that'd be how I do it. And then if you want to watch it, go to Tucker And then also go to his uh, Twitter page. And again, that'll be available, I believe, on Thursday, February 8th, 2024. That's a Vladimir Putin Tucker Carlson interview. All right. So if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Okay. We got a few things here. Now, let's go back to the USA this is about what's happening in Oakland. I've covered Oakland quite a bit. Uh, I was watching. I saw some of the comments saying, "Hey, ABL is not that bad in Oakland." I think some people you may live in the place and you don't really know how bad it is until you until you leave, until you exit that place, zoom out and see it from the outside looking in. You don't know how bad it is. Now this is really crazy. Um, I don't know how a place like this can survive, but let's watch.
3: Reason people in Oakland are seriously struggling is because there's no jobs. There's no way to get money to make money to pay bills. Everything that come here closes down. Dunkin' Donuts came to Oakland. Dunkin' Donuts shut down. Can't make it no more. We have the Starbucks right here. Starbucks gone. Closed down. Leaving Oakland. Can't make it here no more.
0: We now there is a um. There's a caption below what she's saying that she's not actually said it says if you're not rich it's hard to survive in oakland because there aren't any jobs most people don't have driver's licenses or cars to commute to near to nearby cities for work no licenses good grief
3: just got this raisin canes restaurant over here they had to close down the inside gone can't open no more almost every bill business that opens up in Oakland closing businesses closed everything closed next to Chipotle closed In and Out Burger on the, on the other side of this used to be a Walmart we don't even have a Walmart in Oakland
0: now you know if you're <laughs> listen you know when you some of you shouldn't be if you got a closed Walmart okay and you got garbage on the ground, that's that's a telltale sign. Garbage on the ground, a closed Walmart. If you're here, just out there, and you're not from there, especially, man, you're a sitting duck. I would not be anywhere near there. I don't care if it's uh 12 noon, high noon, sun shining, broad daylight, no rain, no clouds, or 2 in the morning. I'm going to have all the guns in the world on me at that moment if I'm out there. Matter of fact, I'm not going to be out there.
3: You know you ain't got no jobs if you don't got no Walmart in your city. You know your city's struggling if you don't got no Walmart. Walmart closed down. Walmart could not survive Oakland. Oakland is a hard place to survive. We got In-N-Out Burger right there on the other side, ready to close down. And I'm pretty sure Panda went after that. Next to T-Mobile Chipotle, the little restaurant in there closed. The little the little restaurants across the street you can't see in them parking lot closed all these big old
0: buildings so that's what's happening right there in Oakland, california garbage on the ground closed down a closed walmart all kind of closed businesses that's happening and you wonder why keith lee the food critic i did a video about him a little while ago you wonder why he left oakland you wonder why he had to leave that place early because of what's going on here i mean obviously it's not a safe place to be it's just a, a you're you're in survival mode and if you got money from the tech industry you could live out there i suppose but i would not want to live there listen if i'm a tech bro i'm not going to live in oakland i'm not going to live in some war zone because it's cheaper than san francisco i'd rather live in my car than live in o- i'd rather live in my car in a better neighborhood in san fran than live in oakland in a regular house all right <laughs> but yeah oakland Oakland's been bad for a long time, but this is something, uh, it's a whole new level. Because at, at, a, at one point, there was a Walmart, there, there were things open, but then that all shut down. So yeah, shout out to them. Okay, here's another Oakland store.
4: Oakland's only Denny's restaurant has closed because of safety concerns. The restaurant on Hagenburger Road near the Oakland Airport had been at this location for over 50 years.
0: So that's what I'm saying. You had some things that were open for a long, 50 years it was open, and now it's gone because of safety. Not because it's, you know, not booming. Remember the In-N-Out Burger I I covered? It was a good location. A lot of money was being made. But, okay, when you're going out in the parking lot, people are getting deleted. People are getting beaten in the head with pistols and robbed at gunpoint and carjacked. I mean, you can't have that going on.
4: The company says it was not an easy decision but the safety of denny's employees and customers is its top priority the area of Hagenburger road is plagued by robberies and car break-ins just this week a 21 year old visiting from texas was filling up his rental car at the 76 gas station
0: got caught slipping
4: near the airport when he and his friends
0: were robbed at gunpoint imagine pumping gas in your car in the middle of the daytime that's what I'm saying. This is why I said I don't care if it's high noon, 12 noon, 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to have all my guns on me. I'm going to have all my guns on me. And the matter of fact, you know what? The best thing to do would be to not even be in Oakland at all. Okay, if you got to get gas, go far away.
4: The In-N-Out Burger nearby is also closing its doors. Starbucks, Black Bear Diner, and others have already left the same area.
0: So these businesses were there for a long time. They were active. They were getting money. But the crime is so bad. I mean, you just, <laughs> you know, you, you, it's, it's terrible, man. And this is why California, I don't know what you guys are going to do, man. It's, it's, it's rough. Here's something else. Um, this kind of reminds me of the whole Atlanta situation. Atlanta, Georgia is nowhere near like Oakland at all. It is it, Atlanta. Comparatively, is safe for real. It's certain little neighborhoods I wouldn't be in. Like when I go to the airport, and you're gonna be like right there in East Point, College Park. Um, if I got to get gas in my vehicle, like I, I park in one of these little um, in one of these uh, these little shuttle places that's close to the airport but not right on the airport. So I park my vehicle get in the shuttle and I go to the airport, get, do my flight, whatever, come back. And I go back to the shuttle place. And then I'm driving out. Now I may have the idea to get gas at a nearby location, but I got to remember I'm in East point. I'm a college park. I, I'd rather not. There, there was one place I went to. I used to go to all the time before they changed. They got bought by a different company. I used to go there all the time to park my vehicle and right across from the place, it was a gas station, and I will always see a dude in the front posted up like this. Wait, we're all black on. I'm like, nope, <laughs> not going to do that. I don't care if it's the middle of the daytime, sunshine, and birds chirping. I'm not going to do that, okay? I'm not trying to get into a shootout over my vehicle, over some gas. I'm going to go up 75, 85, up out of there and get my gas safely, okay? I'm not trying to be around all these hoodlums and get my TV turned off. Shout out to Son Campbell for that one. I don't want to get my TV turned off over a few gallons of gas. Now, speaking about getting TVs turned off, I have a feel-good story, and then we're going to get to the calls in a minute. All right? So let's check it out. And there we go.
5: Investigators say James Lewis Spencer III told his then-girlfriend he was upset that police weren't doing enough to keep pedophiles in jail. According to court records, he told her if the law wasn't going to do anything, then he would, quote, kill them himself.
8: Regardless of the likability of the victim, uh, we're a nation of laws. So no one gets to be judge, jury, and executioner, uh, depending on how they feel.
5: But law enforcement says Spencer, seen here in court this morning, apparently felt otherwise. Back in May of 2023, someone spotted 37-year-old Sean Connery Showers' lifeless body in a ditch next to a park on Northwood Drive. His cell phone found under him led police to a shocking discovery involving Spencer.
8: They were communicating using a social media app. Uh, The communications were sexual in nature and the officers believe that they were meeting up at this park uh, to engage in sexual activity.
5: 24-year-old Spencer was posing as someone underage when he agreed to meet up with Showers early that May morning, according to officials. Federal court records show Showers pleaded guilty to possession of child pornography and was mandated to register as a sex offender for life.
8: Based on the conversations he had with his girlfriend, that's a sort of comment that he had made, pedophiles, you know, in the plural. Uh, but as of now, we're still investigating that.
5: Spencer was arrested on Wednesday. Investigators are still working to access his phone records. He's due back in court on Monday.
0: Well, you know, I got one response for that. Okay, I got one response. Uh, hey, uh, you know, it, it, I, I got, I got a shrug on that one, man. Um, the guy who got deleted, hey, man, he is somewhere where it's real hot. He's, he's, he's not having a good time right now. The guy who's in jail, Amen. man. Um, you know what? I, I covered the, when I when I when I did my video, I was speaking about um my man. What's my man's name? Uh Gary Plotch. I remember, remember him, Gary Plotch. I covered that story in my video. I did about this, where Gary Plotch he deleted his son's abuser in the airport and beat the case. Well, kind of beat the case. And I had to be specific when I said what happened. So you guys know this story about Gary Plotch. Gary Plotch um, had an 11-year-old son. And the son had a 25-year-old male karate instructor. Now, at the time, back in the early, like, 1983, Gary and his wife were separated. And the karate instructor, unbeknownst to Gary and the wife, had been abusing the boy sexually for a year. And this got so bad that the instructor wound up kidnapping the boy from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, and taking him to Anaheim, California. The boy was searched for for a while. I'm not sure how long he was gone, but there was nationwide manhunt for the boy. The boy was able to call back home on the pay phone, and he was rescued. Now, two weeks later, the the federal rallies, the locals, or whatever, extradite the abuser from California back to Louisiana and they fly him in the airport. Now, when, um, (laughs) let's turn the sound down because we got video. Now this, this was a big search, right? This was a thing that was all over the news. It was a really big thing. This could have been like an America's most wanted type situation, So when they brought the abuser back, you have TV cameras in So The police were there. Everybody was there at the airport waiting on this guy to get off the plane. Now, the authorities were there. The TV cameras were there. But so was Gary Plotch waiting in the cut in the airport wearing a disguise, glasses, a hat, and all of that, like sunshade. So you couldn't see his eyes. You couldn't see who he was. It was kind of a disguise. Now, he's at the payphone back in the 80s, of course. He's got payphones on the wall. 1983, he's on the payphone with his back turned so you can't see his face. But he sees the abuser coming down right behind him. And you're going to see what happens right here. They're not going to show the bullet or nothing crazy like that. But you see the guy right there in the orange-red type long sleeve shirt walking with his hands cuffed. And then I'm going to pause it at a certain point so you can see what's happening. So, there is Gary Plotz right there with the white hat right behind the guy. And he pulled his pistol, banged him one time in the airport. Boom. Hit him right there on camera in front of the police. All of that. Del- deleted this guy right in the airport. Now, he was charged second-degree murder. And the jury refused to convict him on that. So he pled down to like a manslaughter, a lesser sentence, it was like 300 hours community service and five years probation. No jail time. No prison time. Basically, he beat the case. Deleted this guy. Turned his TV off inside the airport in front of police and didn't go to jail. Because again, this man, this monster right here was sexually abusing his 11 year old son for one year and kidnapped him and continued the abuse in California while the family was in Louisiana and they had to do a nationwide manhunt for the boy. So, yeah, sometimes when you get these child abusers to get deleted, the people who are in charge of saying, you know what, are we going to send this guy to prison? Are we not going to send him to prison? They might wind up being like Gary, what happened to Gary Plotch, and you might not go to prison. So we're going to see what happens with the man who deleted the, the abuser out there in that particular neck of the woods. Yeah, so that, that was perfect. Hey, he was on the pay phone, and as a gentleman does, he put the phone back on the receiver because he's a gentleman. He don't just, you know, leave stuff hanging crazy, turn around, hit him, boom. Nobody no, nobody got hit that shouldn't have been hit. It was one shot. It wasn't nothing, nothing crazy. It wasn't out of control. It was marksman style, okay? It was beautiful. So, yeah, shout out to Gary Plotch. And the guy who's dead, he got what he deserved. It is what it is. All right. And if you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. That'll help me out tremendously. Okay. Super Chats on deck. Then we're going to get to the calls. The number to call is 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. And let's get to... The first one here, shout out to Clay Bisbee, 704, for becoming a member. Thank you to Robert Manley for the super chat, who says, Breakfast at Waffle House is great. Thank you, Papa Naya Charlie, who says, $12, six inch Subway sandwich in Palmdale, California, crazy. Thank you to Apple Bakker, our puff daddy, who says, Kansas City Chiefs fan frozen. ABL, you buying the excuse that the party host was sleep 48 hours with headphones beside a fan. Murder in my humble opinion. Yeah, that's crazy. I didn't have time to cover that tonight. But you guys know the general story. In Kansas City, there was a um it was a a game, a watch party for the last game of the regular season between the Chiefs and the Chargers. Um, a guy hosted with some of his high school buddies. These guys are like my age in their late 30s. And um three other buddies wound up dead at the end of the party. What happened was um, they were found outside of the home that the host was renting in Kansas City. They were found outside frozen. Now, I don't know if they were frozen to death or if it just froze because they died before and they were outside and they were just there. But it did a toxic report on the men that died and they all had very high levels of fentanyl in their system as well as, Cocaine and THC. I don't know how much cocaine and THC was in their system, but they had high levels of fentanyl, three times the lethal amount of fentanyl in their system, okay? Now, the host of the party was inside the whole time for a full 48 hours. Allegedly, he was asleep the entire time because maybe he was on the drugs too. And the way that the men were discovered is that one of the man's fiance, I think Clayton McGee and his fiancée, um came to the house because she was worried about her fiance where's my where's my man? I've not seen him in two days. She bangs in the door, anybody comes into the door. She winds up breaking into the house through the basement window and she goes in the back and finds her husband and two other buddies frozen outside. She calls the police the police get there, and the host comes to the door with an empty wine glass. Why didn't you come to the door when the woman came there? What's going on? Like, what is really happening? Were you asleep the entire time or what? And then, of course, one key detail that the host is a chemist, literally. When he was in high school, his nickname was The Chemist. And right now, he is an HIV scientist. He works on the HIV vaccine. He has a PhD from Vanderbilt, right up the road in Tennessee, Nashville. And he's written... 55 papers, okay. 55 papers, academic papers about this kind of thing. 55 published papers. You know about chemicals. You know about drugs in the intimate way. You know about dosages. So if you got three of your friends that are dead with three times the lethal amount of fentanyl in their system and you're not, what's going on? Anyway. I think the guy is involved. It's not been determined whether he did it or not, whether he gave them the drugs that wound up taking their lives, but I think that he did have something to do with it for sure. All right. Shout out to, hey, yeah, the, the wine glass is going on with that. That's a Paul Pelosi trick. What's going on with these wine glasses? Like, is that is that a thing that they do? And then some say, well, maybe the guy was on fentanyl. He had a high tolerance. How are you going to be an HIV scientists with, um, 55 published papers while you, at the same time, smoke fentanyl for a living. How does that make any sense? If you smoke fentanyl so much, you got a tolerance. How are you, at the same time, working the regular job? How are you a functional, heavy fentanyl addict? That doesn't make any sense, but I digress. Maybe if you're on regular heroin, maybe, but not fentanyl. That ain't the same thing, okay? That is not the same thing at all. Yeah, and 48 hours sleeping by a fan with headphones on. Be for real. Who kills their friends? Well, hey, man, put it to you like this. Usually when there is a young woman who dies and she has a boyfriend, who gets questioned first? Why would you kill your girlfriend? Why would you kill your friends? People do things like that sometimes, unfortunately. Shout out to Apple again who says, three Republicans voted no on arcus impeachment. Crazy. He also says, do you think blackmail? I'm not sure what you mean. Oh, about, about um, my work kids, I have no idea. Thank you to Apple again who says best burger, McDonald's, Dairy Queen, Wendy's, White Castle, In-N-Out. I've never had White Castle or In-N-Out. Um, Wendy's I've not had in many years. McDonald's probably the best. I, I, I Be honest with you, I've not had any of those burgers in years. I've never had White Castle or In N Out or Dairy Queen Burgers. Um, I've had Wendy, Burger King, and McDonald's. Out of those, probably Burger King. Matter of fact, you didn't mention you didn't you didn't, you didn't even list that one. You said McDonald's, Dairy Queen, Wendy's, White Castle, In N Out. So out of that list that I've had, McDonald's. He also says, Whom do you like for RNC chairperson? I like Vivek. I mean, Vivek is cool and all that, but you know. Having a different chair is important, yes, and I think that could be a great choice. But we got to get down to the core of the RNC itself—how badly they suck. Okay, there's—I mean, that's that's something that's really important. We got to get down to. If one person can fix it, then great. But if not, then we got to really like look deeper. Let's look deeper. Also, ABL, what jersey number did you wear playing ball? I wasn't on no team or nothing like that. I played neighborhood ball. Also, ABL, who you get for Super Bowl? Chiefs of 49ers. Um, 49ers, so we don't get Taylor Swift winning a ring. <laughs> now nah, I'm playing, but seriously, 49ers. Uh, Michael Crislow says, are you following the story about the baby who was decapitated during childbirth at Southern Regional Medical Center in Atlanta? The case was ruled a homicide. Will anyone be held accountable? Well, one thing about that, It may have been a homicide, but that does not denote criminal activity. All that means medically is that one person caused another's death. Now, when you're talking about criminal action, it could be negligent, manslaughter, accidental. It could be anything under the sun. I don't really know. And I don't know the full details of what happened. So I can't really say what should happen. Thank you uh, to Clay Bisbee who says, can you talk about Seattle giving migrants $400 million? Wow, $400 million. I got to look into that. Uh, yeah, hold on. Let me just find that. And then Seattle, it. Wait a minute. Let's, let's, let's. Okay, so this is from mynorthwest.com. Washington. Democrats diverted $460 million to illegal immigrants in 2023. <laughs> wow. Okay. i I might do a video on that one. Thank you for the tip. Thank Tyler Boy for life. Who says something wrong at our border. I see what you did there. Uh, thank you to cad stance for the dancing emoji. I appreciate you for that. And thank you to what the, who says CNN is a parody of itself. 1000% correct. Alrighty. righty. Shout out to you guys. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these interwebs. If you like what you're hearing so far, please give the video a thumbs up. Like the video. Share the video. Do all that good stuff. I help you out tremendously. And let's get to the calls. The number to call, 434-658-1220. Again, 434-658-1220. Thank you to you, Alden. And thank you to you, Christine, on the Facebooks. I'm taking calls right now, Alden, so thank you. And also, almost forgot, RIP to the big homie, the Triple O G, Toby Keith. RIP Toby Keith. And also, again, as I've said before, RIP to Carl Weathers. All right. Two greats gone too soon. So let's get to the calls. There's also an email for Skype. If it doesn't work right, don't blame me. Blame the white man because it ain't my fault. All right, let's get into it. Let's let Skype start up. It's taking the sweet old time. There we go. Eight five nine. You don't know how much I speak it to.
1: Hey, how's it going, ABL?
0: It's all good, man. What's happening?
1: I I, mean, I was watching that uh, the uh, with Joey Reed making that little slip up, you know. And it seems like a lot of these journalists here they have a separate opinion what they uh, produce online, produce on a uh, television, and you know, and they probably scolded her for it. You know, you know, I mean, bleeding heart liberal. She always probably very anti-war, as much as much as I am. War is causes a lot of problems, especially our economy right now with the inflation and putting putting ourselves into debt, <laughs> fighting for somebody else's war. Everybody feels the sympathy, but obviously, CNN has another uh, agenda, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And it's crazy. And I, I really, I you know, I guarantee mm-hmm. you. If she would have said, if she wasn't reflecting what she was saying, if she says, look, I'm just straight up anti-war, I guarantee you, she'd be right in call Tuckerson's position, and they probably would end up firing her for some random, real re- weird reason. And I can see that from happening pretty soon anyway.
0: All right, but we'll see, we'll, see what, we'll see what's going on. We'll see what happens.
1: That's true, yeah. And also, I was calling up, I'm kind of, I'm I'm becoming really black-pilled. I don't want to vote for anybody else. Like, I don't want to vote for Trump or Biden. To be perfectly honest with you, 2016 Trump was awesome. He was very libertarian, very chill, very relaxed. I like that kind of Trump, you know? You know, pro-gun, pro weed, pro-gay. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I like that guy. But recently, he's not been doing so good, and I'm kind of, like, hesitant who I should vote for. Of course, I'll pick anybody Besides Biden, with our economy uh, collapsing as we speak,
0: right on. But okay, so what about Trump? Has you kind of not really ready to vote for him?
1: Well, I mean, he he said he's going to legalize marijuana, and he hasn't. He almost killed. He basically put a hit on Julian Assange. That's the guy who basically exposed the Podesta uh, emails. Like, why are you trying to kill the guy? who basically had your back, who basically got you to, uh, got, got you to be, be president, just that the, uh, the DNC for, for their, uh, you know, CP, their cheap pizza, kind of bad habits, if you know what I'm talking about.
0: <laughs> okay.
1: And not only that, he supports red flag laws. Trump supports red flag laws. And I'm like, come on, you, you say you're pro-gun, but yet you do this stuff? Come on, man. Right, I got you. So I'm kind of hesitant to the vote for either one of them by this point, you know? Well, who's Not better? Only that, I mean, what's happening, what's happening with Ukraine and, you know, Russia and stuff like that, what Biden's doing? Guess what? He did it with Saudi Arabia with, uh, with, with, with the Turks. So it, it comes down to it, even even with the whole, you know, Israel and Palestine thing, you know, dang right, Trump's going to support Israel 100% of the way, even with, like, bloodshed and violence. So he's going to be just as bad as, just as bad as in war. The only difference is he's not really targeting um, <clears throat> Ukraine and Russia as more like Israel and Palestine most of the majority of time.
0: but well, why why would he get involved with war when his whole thing was not being involved with war because under Trump we didn't have all this stuff going on.
1: Oh, you're not wrong.
0: you're not wrong about that. but the
1: recent attack from uh, Palestine, you know dang right if that if that would have happened when he was uh, when he was under as president? we would have been going to war by this point. And he, a lot of his backers, a lot of the people who he he basically helped him get there are pro Israel.
0: But I I mean, like if we're not boots on the ground now under a more pro war administration, why would be, be boots on the ground under Trump who was not a pro war administration? It doesn't make any sense.
1: Well, he uh, don't get me wrong. Like, we are a lot more deep shit now compared, compared, uh, compared to Trump. I mean, like, Biden not only destroying our economy, but he's sticking his nose into Russia, Ukraine stuff. But the Israel Palestine thing, regardless, who's, who, regardless, who's, uh, who, regardless who is president or not, we would have been in that conflict already.
0: Yeah, I can I can't agree with you on that one, boss.
1: And also, I mean, there is some kind of weird ties from Epstein and the Israeli government, which is kind of a bit sus. You know what I'm saying? okay so i mean he went from like the libertarian you know candidate that i feel like i I feel like i like now but now he's like going back from his promises and completely ignoring it and don't get me wrong under trump the economy was fantastic i will give you that my if i look i looked at my path my tax, my my tax cuts i was making more money not only that i had a three thousand dollar bonus thanks to that son, uh, son of a gun so I'll give him that. So anybody besides Biden, I would appreciate most definitely. And I go. don't even like Chelsea Gabbard. Chelsea Gabbard, is like, it's just like a Bush administration all over again, you know?
0: Right on, man. Well, thank you for the call as always, man. Definitely appreciate you.
1: Hey, no problem, man. Uh, enjoy the show. Uh, enjoy the call, man. i see you later, bro. All right, now. Take care. Lucifer and Libertarian out, man.
0: Bye. All right. Shout out to the call. And shout out to you guys for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these interwebs. Just keep on rocking and rolling. Let's go to two zero five here on line. Who am I speaking to?
13: Hey the ABL. This is uh Jason calling from uh Alabama. All right, man, what's going on? Oh man, uh nothing too much. Uh, I was wondering, uh kind of related to the tug of cars and thing, uh are you familiar with the Coach Red Pill? Yes. Okay. Um he was uh he was recently, especially last year, he was doing a series on exposing some of the corruption that was going on in Ukraine. You know, he was living over there at the time when the invasion happened. And uh he would just basically just, you know, calling out some of the things that how the Ukrainian government is kind of like a mobster of how they put hits on people. They've had journalists killed and stuff. And um Eventually, he was trying to escape out of there. They actually had him on the hit list to capture. Um, And I think they came close one time. He had just, I think he was outside or something, smoking a cigarette. And then they came and raided his apartment. And, you know, he was downstairs and seeing what was going on. So, uh, But, uh, yeah, he was doing the whole, like, giving updates and stuff on it. He even did a, a live stream show on Fresh and Fit. And was kind of uh, informative about how we ended up to this point with Ukraine and Russia and why they invaded. He gave a really informative uh, outlook of things that was going on, like behind enemy lines. And so uh, recently, he was trying to get over the Poland border to try to escape. And he did a video before he crossed over, and he said, "Look, if if y'all don't hear from me when I uh, in the next you know few hours or something, he's like I'm either gonna be." over there in poland you'll hear from me or either i'm going to be dead they're going to take me back in jail with, uh and kill me there and so i think last month they they uh announced that he had died um over there and he left behind his family that was over there so it's, it's like crazy about what he said came into fruition but supposedly now i don't know how true it is but they're saying now that they have Tucker Carlson on this same hit list and um they've had you know Ukrainian have had other journalists that have been on this hit list that they've taken out just people that don't agree with them 100 percent, or they call them quote-unquote Russian uh assets but supposedly it's been rumored that Tucker Carlson may be on that list uh, I was wondering if you heard anything about that nothing official but uh you know, if, if someone like Coach Red Pill was uh, you know, was on that hit list and eventually died just for not even being a Russian asset. He he not for either side. He was just showing why Russia was doing what they doing and they ended up killing him. Um, yeah, I was just wondering if you heard anything about that.
0: Yeah, I did hear something about that. Now, here's the thing. Was was he in jail or something over there? Speaking about Coach Red Pill.
13: Yeah, once he tried to cross over to the border. He was in jail for a little bit, and then eventually he had died, which he he predicted it. He said, "If they take me back to jail, it's one hundred percent guaranteed that uh that they're gonna kill me in there."
0: So he was in jail before. Yes. What what was he in jail for? Like what what happened? Like why why was he in Ukraine? Why was he in jail? Like that's that's a part I don't know.
13: Well, it's because they had that list. He was he was on the list of people of uh, of people of interest, as they would say. He was on that list because he made articles he did articles and stuff exposing the corruption of ukrainian government and how they was putting hits on people in the in the government that just opposed Zelensky, just people in general that like kind of like you know republicans opposing what the democrats do and speaking out they had a list on him that wherever he was you know where his whereabouts was that he'd be reported and um yeah, once he said he was trying to go in here to flee out of Ukraine to Poland, that's when they caught, captured him at the port of uh, entry, right there at the port of, uh, at the uh, the Poland border. And so I don't know if that list is coordinated with some of the other countries surrounding Ukraine, because supposedly Ukrainians are grabbing or extraditing uh, Ukrainian civilians that have fled to other countries to try to bring them back to Ukraine to fight in the war because they're. Their men are kind of uh, you know undernumbered right now, so um, so yeah that that's that's yeah he he was in jail uh, whenever he died.
0: Okay, I see.
13: But uh, but yeah, so supposedly Tucker he's on this list, and uh, I mean I hope it ain't true. I know Tucker said you know he's reached out to Zelensky, but I think the smartest thing he probably should have did was probably interview Zelensky first then go over there to Putin because now he's gonna have this big red target on his back because now like you said the European Union wants to sanction this man, you know what I'm saying, just for him interviewing, you know, Putin. And so um it's just, you know, Coach Redfield wasn't as a big of a microphone as uh as Tucker was. And you know, but yeah, his his insight man, Coach Red Pill, if anyone everyone want to hear like very detailed you know analysis of just the ukraine uh invasion in general man the, the episode he did on fresh and fit live because even on a live stream you can hear bombs going off in the background like that's just how you know how deep he was i think he was in uh, in uh i forgot where he was over there in ukraine but uh but yeah um I hope it's not true, but, you know, if, if you do find out some more information on it, man, that would probably be a good little video you can do on there. But, uh, yeah, man, RIP to Coach Red Pill. Um, it's it's crazy what's going on with the world, man. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to that uh to that Tucker Cars interview. But uh, I'm not going to hold you up any further.
0: Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. Great call. Yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm look into it. I've been watching some of that. I've been – Kind of following it a little bit, uh, Coach Red Pill, Gonzalo Lira, Gonzalo Lira. I'm gonna check it out. I'm gonna look more into it. So thank y'all again for being here. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these interwebs. Five zero four online. Who am I speaking to?
9: Hey ABL, it's Alien Spaceship. All righty, man. What's going on? All right, it's been a while since I've called in. So uh, good callers. I, I like your coverage on everything. And yeah, so I think that. You know, we're seeing this border wave of the people coming in and we're seeing them being released even more. And yeah, it's certainly strange how they're all from a lot of them are from China and different parts of the world. And, you know, I, I do think it's going to cause probably a lot of more crime and issues like that, in my opinion.
0: Oh, definitely. You know, all these people, you don't know really where they come from, what's going on with the background. There's going to be a lot more crime and violence as a result.
10: Right.
9: And I think that people will understand that a lot of these, like, as you could, as you were saying before, the, the benefits and things like people thought they're going to get reparations and stuff. But all this potential money that could go to veterans or the American people are going over to these people, these people that just came in and, you know, their new Democrat voters and their new uh, free labor. So it's extremely hypocritical. And they are a li- lot. They're liars like the Soviet Union and the Chinese communists. Absolutely. Right. And also I think it's uh, good in my opinion that uh, Tucker is going over there to interview Putin and it will be, you know, released and I think that it we see, we see on our side the hypocrisy on the media how they are acting extremely totalitarian and they're trying to censor him and doing the thing that they accused us of doing.
0: Yeah. It's crazy how that works. It's, it's like that a lot. They, they'll accuse us of doing a thing or accuse someone else of doing it while they're doing it. It's, it's a lot of projection going on.
9: Right. Because basically we have this a situation where journalists are supposed to go over there and do the right thing. Like a journalist is supposed to. And I think Tucker, he is being like what a journalist is supposed to do. And you know cnn gets surprised if florida puts a migrants and people in prison cuz over in new york they don't seem to do that they just seem to let people out like they do in a lot of these liberal areas and i think that it's it's chaos and when you don't have the, like a government enforcing certain laws and things and stuff goes out of control you have a horrible situation where the really bad people will just do whatever they want absolutely All right and i I like Trump. I've liked Trump since 2016 when I learned more about him and what he wanted to do and saw how well he did in his presidency. And it's like night and day between Biden and Trump. And I think that he is doing great. And especially now, there needs to be more stricter controls and stuff he has to do when he gets back in because all these people that are coming in and all the rising crime with the fentanyl, because a lot of these illegals are bringing in fentanyl and all kinds of drugs and it's killing people everywhere. So he has a lot to clean up.
0: Oh definitely. I mean it's gonna be a process. It's the same way it was when he first came in. I think it most certainly can be done.
9: Right. And also I think the inflation situation is going to get even worse. And the government's spending more and more on these things. And also with the different liberal policies that were enacted. It's going to cause things, in my opinion, get even more expensive and there's going to be more, there could be more shortages and stuff because of it. So I do think it's good for people to be prepared just in case there's something, you know, things get bad, which I know we do here.
0: Oh, right. 100 percent. Correct. Got to be ready. Got be, to be prepared at all times. All
9: right. And also, I think that more people will get red pilled, and more people will see on the left, which I think is happening now more and more frequently, that. That their side is not really for them, and Joe Randon is really like out of date, and he doesn't really function properly. And you know, it's not like what people thought it was he was going to be.
0: Yeah, people people don't really know what's going on. They don't really understand what they have until they have it. A lot of times, people just vote for the guy and had no idea what they re, um, what they were in for, and now they see.
9: Right, and also I will say that is the place you're talking about earlier when all the places of or Starbucks and different restaurants leave an area that is not good. And people, you know, the crime rises and stuff. I do agree with that. People should try to vote for policies for the areas to not become like that. And there is times where people should stay away from certain areas. I agree with you. Like I don't live in Atlanta, but yeah, like Atlanta, for instance, there's certain gas stations you would want to go to over other areas. Cause I know of some areas that are kind of like that in this region. It's like they have some a lot of uh, crazy people out there.
0: (laughs) Absolutely correct. You know, it's just a little bit of common sense. You gotta understand where to go and where to avoid for sure.
9: Right. And okay, uh thank you for taking my call, ABL. That's all I have to say.
0: Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Okay, bye. All right. Thank you to Alien Spaceship for the call. Let's keep on rocking and rolling. The number to call four three four six five eight one two two zero line. who am I speaking to?
12: Hey yeah, my name is James. How you doing, brother?
0: I'm doing well, man. How about yourself?
12: Man, uh, I, I you I, I, I just turned you on YouTube and you were talking about the the guy that uh, was at the payphone and shot So and Show, or you know what I mean, for uh his son's thing. You know what I mean? Yes. Now that story did that generate out of Jacksonville, Florida.
0: No, that was Baton Rouge, Louisiana. That was Louisiana, okay.
12: Because in Jacksonville, Florida, I worked with that guy for about a year, laying floor covering, and it was in Jacksonville, Florida, that Channel 4 News was a CBS affiliate at the time, and they were running a live camera. And they were the only ones in town that run that live camera. When all that went down, they got their affiliation taken away. Now they're called News 4 Jack. Mm, in wow. Florida, really, and uh, yeah, I mean, and because he wound up suing that company, News for Jacks, here in Jacksonville, and the rest of the story is they don't tell you much about it. But he won four point something million from this company and his lawyers through Farrah and Farah, and uh, this guy's never laid a floor again in his life.
0: So I am a little bit confused here. Are we are we, about, are we talking about the same guy that was in the airport who um deleted his uh son's yeah. ad- Okay. So there yeah. was a it was yeah. a Jacksonville news crew in Baton Rouge
12: doing that. Mhm. Oh, okay. And at the time, Channel 4 News was a CBS affiliate, but they kept the cameras going live and they were told to cut the feed. And they never did and a lot of people got fired. And they lost their affiliation with, with with CBS, and now Channel Four in Jacksonville has been uh, independent news lately.
3: Uh, okay. For
12: the last, I don't know, fifteen years now. It's been it's been at least fifteen years, right? Um,
0: this was in the early this was in the early eighties. This was like forty years ago.
12: Oh, okay. Well, it's been a long time because they they were Fox and they uh, they were CBS, ABC. They kept going around, and now they're independent now, but. Anyways, I remember that story being here in Jacksonville. I remember that story. That was a hell of a story. Wow. I had no idea. Yep. And you know what? I don't blame the man for doing what he did. I do not blame him for what he did. Uh,
0: you you and me both. Exactly.
12: ABL, like I say all the time, you got a great show. We love you, brother.
0: Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you.
12: All right. Thank you, brother.
0: All right, so shout out to my man for the call. And if you guys were kind of confused what he was talking about, I was speaking about Gary Plotch earlier. And long story short, 1984, almost 40 years ago, this is March 1984, um, Gary Plotch had deleted his son's abuser in the airport because the abuser kidnapped his son from Baton Rouge, Louisiana, took him to Anaheim, California. They rescued the boy, and then they came and got the abuser from California sent it back to Louisiana to face trial for his actions for abusing the the boy for a year and then kidnapping him. The son's father was tipped off that the abuser was coming. He was in the airport, shot him, point-blank range, deleted him right there in the airport and beat the case. And it was all recorded live on videotape. All right, you can find it on YouTube, Gary Plotch, P-L-A-U-C-H-E. All right, let's keep on going here. Let's go to
15: 702. You don't lie. Uh, I'm a
12: speaking to. A year and then yeah. Hi. Oh,
15: shoot. you're yeah, still talking Tony. on here. Yeah. This is uh, uh Tony. Hay Monkets.
0: All right. It was going on.
15: Well, it's kind of weird because you're I guess. Yeah, you're live on there anyway. No, well, I just wanted to say that I, I like what Tucker's doing because I want to hear. I want to hear Putin's side of the story. I, you know, of course, I don't agree with their politics over there, but it is his country, and I think he's defending his country. And um, I don't trust the guy in Ukraine one bit. You know, I think he's—I think that's just a money laundering scheme what he's doing. But also, I wanted to say that uh, my friend, my friend's been going down to the Arizona border for. Uh, like three years now. And she goes down there, and they don't agree with people coming across the border. But what they do is that they try to help the children. And um, it's all sorts of kids that come there by themselves. They drop them off there by themselves. And um, she's seen nine-year-old girls pregnant. Uh, there's all sorts of horrible stories I could tell you. But there's they try to get their... You know they give them bibles and coloring books and try to help them you know and then they give them a number that they can call if they need help and they try to get numbers from them to where they're going to so they can track them and make sure they go you know because there's like over a hundred thousand kids that are are missing that have crossed the border and uh, anyway she's down there she just left she's down there again and um this time the cartel is really getting on her ass and and, um, you know, I love her to death. She comes all the way up from Washington state and uh, goes all the way down there. And, you know, she tells, you know, God's on her side. She ain't afraid of nobody. And she sit there, she'll sit there and they just have little lights that go off, you know, at the holes in the walls and she don't know who's there and she goes running right down there, you know, and she's not afraid. But this time, um, they had told the kids and stuff cause they were, they got aware of her personally aware of her, and um, they went, they told them not to talk to her, not to take any gifts from her, or anything from her, and um, you know, God always protects her, God actually told her this time to get the hell out of there, and um, she did, and you know, she's going back home, and you know, I was worried about her, it's just scary, you know, it's scary what the cartel does, nobody goes through the border with out paying the cartel nobody and I think uh, a lot of our you know when we wonder why our politicians our congressmen our senators you know they say all this stuff when we vote for them they get in there you know I think a lot of them are bought and paid for and uh, maybe they're fearing for their lives because they can't you know they're afraid to do anything against these people because they don't cut your head off you know these are evil people and um anyway it's just uh i just wanted to give her a shout out for what she's done and i want people to know that this stuff is serious you know um the stuff that goes on down there at the border it's not just you know you know people coming across which is horrible but it's um how they come across and who's paying for it and why they're coming across and it's, it's just really scary.
0: Right on, man. Well, thank you for your call. Definitely appreciate you.
15: All right. Thanks.
0: All right. Shout out to the caller. Let's keep on rocking and rolling. Let's go to the 504. The line, who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. Yes, indeed. How's it going, brother? It's all good, man. How about yourself? Doing well, man. Doing well. Thanks for taking my call.
3: Uh,
16: my name is uh, Sergeant, Sergeant Mode, man. Uh, I'm actually an African-American young man. Well, just turned 45 a few weeks ago. Uh, Trump supporter. Uh, not sure if you've had anyone on your show, man. Uh, since then, the, that was actually at the Capitol on January 6th. I was actually there. I have video. I have footage i have pictures of everything that happened that day and it, it's amazing that when you possess information that people are not privy to that no one especially in the black community nobody wants to hear it
2: mm-hmm.
16: nobody nobody wants to see it. it it's oh well uh the news said and i'm like well ma'am i was standing right there <laughs> i i i heard president trump's speech for myself i I heard the words that he came out. Of, that came out of his mouth. I, I I felt the energy of the, the people, the patriots that were there to peacefully and patriotically make their voices heard. But it, it's amazing, man. And I, I just I, I'm kind of shocked. I got through. <laughs> Been listening to your show for a little while now, man. I just want to call in and tell you, appreciate what you're doing. Appreciate what you do, man. Keep up the great work. Keep your head up. Uh, it, it's great to see, uh, other, and I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't walk around with the, uh, the black label on my back. I'm a black man. I'm a black man. I'm a black. I just consider myself as a man, uh, retired United States Marine, uh, served 10 years uh, on the SWAT team with Orleans Parish criminal sheriff department there in, uh, New Orleans. Uh, I've, I've, I've given my life, uh, to this country. Uh, and 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 I'd be dog it to just sit back and and watch Joe Biden just basically destroy this country, man. It, it's sad to to see what is going on, and 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 to see, uh, you know, I, I refer to our people, uh, but um, it, it's sad to see how Black people have been so duped into this. Uh, you know, like Joe Biden said, if you don't, you got to decide whether to vote, vote for me or Trump, you ain't black. And I, I'm starting to think he he probably had a little bit of truth to that because we fall for it every single time. And we're sending all this money to the Ukraine. We're sending all this money to China. We're sending money to Israel. We're sending money here, there and everywhere. But ve- we still have homeless veterans, uh, some of in which whom I served with. Uh, They're they're on the street that can't get any help, can't get a hand up, not necessarily looking for a handout, but just someone to reach down and give them a hand up to bring them back to civility. And yet we can find all these sanctuary cities and these Democratic led cities where they're just handing money out to illegal immigrants and no concern for uh, those men and women who have put their neck on the line uh, to serve this great nation. And I ask people all the time, especially our people, well, you know, it's, it's always a, a jump right back to racism. Oh, America is such a racist country and it's this and it's that and it's the other. And I'm asking, well, if, if it's so bad, <laughs> why do we have upwards of almost uh, what 10 million illegals uh, basically crossing the plains of the world to get here if it's so bad? And we have all these uh this 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 malfare going on against former president Trump, and we have who I think is probably the most racist president that we've ever seen in this country in sitting in office right now, and yet no one can see it. Uh, you know, it, it, it's amazing. Uh, it, it, I just I, I just can't understand it. And I'm always attacked. Well, how are you going to be a black Trump, or a black Trump supporter? And I say, well, just look at the things he's done. I mean, y- y'all's own black president did nothing for us. Eight years of Obama. And the only thing he fought for was LGBTQ, <laughs> uh the alphabet soup group. Uh, to get rights, but yet did nothing for his, quote-unquote, own people. Well, the, the the white Republicans wouldn't let him do it. They, they fought against him. Well, the, the first two years of his second term, there was a Democratic Senate and there was a Democratic Congress, yet nothing was done. But now uh, in the uh, election uh, rope, every time you turn around, oh, we're going to talk about reparations. I remember right before the 2020 uh, election, there was this, Nancy Pelosi actually said, and I and I asked Black people, people, I said, did you actually pay attention to what you just heard? They 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 said we we're going to have a meeting to decide whether or not we're going to have a meeting to talk about reparations.
15: I <laughs> I said back, I said,
16: man, are you serious? You you didn't hear that they're going to have a meeting to decide if they're going to have a meeting to actually talk about what it is they keep. Uh, African-Americans dangling along with and It's just crazy, man. And uh, hopefully uh, our people and I say our people as far as Americans, because I'm an American. I I don't give a a hoot, a a rat's grin about being labeled as a African-American or a black American or any of that. I'm an American. When I bleed, I bleed America. And so until we get to that point where we can get this newer generation to realize that Uh, I believe it was President Ronald Reagan who once said that we're only one generation away from losing our freedom. And people have gotten so accustomed to uh, the America that they've seen that they don't understand that that could be the America that's gone. So, again, sir, I'm not going to prolong your time. Again, thank you so much, uh, my good man, for taking my call, man. I am an avid listener. Uh, I own a funeral service here in Denver. uh, So a lot of times uh, at nighttime when you're on. I'm cruising around picking up, uh, let's say, cases <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> to take to the funeral home, man. So I enjoy your show. Again, thank you so much, sir, for taking my call. And have a wonderful,
0: wonderful night. Thank you for the call, God man. bless America. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. All right. Fantastic calls tonight. You guys are on fire. So shout out to you. Couldn't do the show without you. 215, hit online. Who am I speaking to? Hey, ABL. How's it going? It's all good, man. What's going on? hi yes um
8: so yeah basically you know it's 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 not looking good for joe biden i'm gonna be honest with you so basically joe biden at this point he's getting to the point where it's like oh you can hear him sorry i this. sure
0: can you ain't fix it yet come on man we gotta get it together man get you a nine vote battery get yeah, you a right. letter and get it together man
8: yeah gotcha yeah, but I'm outside now. So basically, so it's funny. Everybody at work that I work with that says they hate Trump, right? The reason why they said that Joe Biden is is not good and they want him out of office. They said sending money over to Israel, Ukraine, Palestine, and well, not the border crisis, but that's a lot of people up in New York saying that. Because in Philly, we don't have that problem as much, as bad as they do, but. It's probably some aspects here in Philly, but it's not like New York or Chicago what they're going through. Nothing crazy like that, right? But yeah, yeah they course. say. Oh, go ahead. Sorry,
0: no, I was saying I was I was agreeing with you. Go
8: ahead. Yeah, so the, pretty much he said, sending money over to Ukraine, still funding these wars that we don't have no part in, and these are people that hate Trump. They're like, dude, I, Joe Biden has got to go. We need somebody else.
0: Now, now I hope they take that same energy into the voting booth and do something different. That's, that's the key.
8: Yeah. Yeah. That, that's the key. Stop believing all the lies from the mainstream media. But then at the same time, look at Joe Biden, what he's doing and, and say to yourself, okay, he's not really, he's not doing a good job. So would, some people are just going to be like, well, we're not going to vote at all. Even though voting, some people say voting doesn't work. We've tried voting for years and nothing's changed. It's like, well, you got to look at what you're doing. Who are you voting for? That's the problem. That's the key. A lot of people still don't know that yet. It's who you're voting for. Right. And they say, well, the Republicans are corrupt. The Democrats are corrupt. So I want to ask you, Abiel, how was like, it's like, I wanted to tell these people, or tell myself, but it's like, how would like to tell who's not going to be a good candidate? Like if they say stuff like, Oh, uh, I believe in funding Israel, like, listen to You got to basically listen to them in the, in the debates and see what they support and where they stand. And then you'll have a good idea of who they are and if they're going to be a good fit for your community or not. Is that correct?
0: Um, I, I think I missed your question.
8: Sorry. Um, basically, to know that you're voting for a good candidate is basically you got to listen to them in the debates. Like what, what do, well, like, what do they stand for? What do they believe in?
0: Yeah, definitely. Like you got you to gotta, you gotta hear yeah. the actual, what what they're going to do, how they're going to impact your life. Why mm-hmm. would you vote for them? You got to hear all that. And then that'll tell you whether or not they're a good candidate. And you got to hear some good questions that are asked. Because sometimes when these candidates go on television, you know, if, they, if they're a leftist especially, I mean, really, if you ask me, I would say a leftist automatically bad. But if you really want to hear what they got to say, listen to some tough questions. And a lot of times the problem with leftists is that they don't go on platforms that ask them tough questions. So maybe they go on a podcast, like a Joe Rogan or something like that, and then they get asked some tough questions. If they go on MSNBC, you know it might be a little bit biased. Yeah. So sometimes that could be a hard determining factor upon which to judge somebody because they're not really getting asked um hard hitting questions. And then it's and the same thing is true in the reverse. If you get let's say a Donald Trump to go on CNN, you know it's gonna be a thing that's made to make them look unfl- un- to unflattering to be like a hit piece and a tech piece. So you really got to do a lot of your own research too because sometimes whatever you mm-hmm. see on television even if it is them being interviewed, it's not all the way 100% accurate re- representation of what they really stand for.
8: Yeah, that makes sense because a lot of times I always do my own research and I'm going to tell you what, with Nikki Haley uh, I I was listening to her talk, we should fund Ukraine uh keep funding these wars I was like yep yeah, warmongerer. once I heard a few months ago once I heard her say that and I was watching one of your videos and when you were covering it I said yeah and I've seen I think I don't know if it was you that did the video but another video where they showed her that she switched her stance that she didn't believe in that stuff back then and now she's sw- changing her stance just to get elected I was like yeah no nah, she's just the typical DC politician that's all she is mm-hmm, pretty much yeah. all right well thanks for taking my call ABL
0: Thank you for the call, man. Definitely appreciate you. All right. And I'll have those batteries changed.
8: I promise. Yes, please do
0: so. Thank you. Yeah. Let me not make promises. I'm going to just do it. <laughs> all right, man. Go ahead. <laughs> all right. Shout out to the caller. Yes, please, sir. Change your smoke detector battery. Anybody trying to hear that chirping at all, and you wouldn't be safe in your house, okay? If my dad was here, he'd be screaming in the top of his lungs like, yo, change the batteries, boy. That's what he'd be saying. All right. Let's keep on going. 773, you
10: don't know who I'm going to speak to. ABL, it's a retired Chicago police officer friend. Thanks for taking my call. ABL, uh, the one story with the uh, three friends that uh, died in the other guy's house and, and all that, the guy uh, did not uh, die. His friends did and, and froze to death, apparently. um, First of all, uh. You know, you have, they said it's not a murder investigation. It's not a murder investigation until it becomes a murder investigation when the evidence shows that. They, you know, the police are going to follow the evidence. But did you notice, ABL, that that guy committed himself into rehab? You noticed that, right? Yes. Yeah. Well, the reason for that is police cannot question you once you go into rehab. So oh. the police. That's why, ABL, it gives him time to figure out what to say, get him a lawyer, you know, and figure out a a strategy. So the police treat rehab the way we treat the hospital. If you're in a car accident or in an accident or whatever, and you're in the hospital, we're going to wait to question you until you're out of the hospital if you are, you know, without question under arrest for murder or whatever, and you are under arrest, you are under arrest, but we stay there with you 24 seven. Even if you're there for two weeks, which I've done myself, you know, there were two guys, they did a carjacking, they killed the, they killed the driver. These two guys uh, were running through the police and they hit a a telephone pole, and they were both in the hospital. Both guns were recovered and all that. So these guys, and they, these guys were messed up. They were unconscious when, uh, you know, they once they hit the telephone pole. And we stayed there for the week. You know, he broke his pelvis and everything else. We stayed with them in the hospital 24-7 for those that week or 10 days until he can be locked up. Essentially, he's in custody in the hospital. That would happen. That's one uh, thing that you could do in rehab. If, you know, if he's undeniably under arrest, somebody can't use rehab to hide. You know, you can't murder somebody in front of somebody and then say, I want to go into rehab. But in this case, we're not going to question him until he's out of rehab. So that's why he probably did that. And also, ABL, uh, along that same line, a lot of times it's not that he killed his friends. This happened all the time when I was on the job. You know, when you do drugs, sometimes people overdose. They have a heart attack from the drugs. This happened many times, uh, you know, uh, during my career. And then the person that survives does not know what to do or how to handle it. They don't want to be in trouble. You know, the best thing to do is, you know, you call an ambulance, you call the police, and it it becomes, uh, you know, a death uh, of, you know, um, what kind of death certificate? Uh, Death by misadventure. That's what it is. Death by misadventure, which is you did not plan on, you know, overdosing, but you did, you know. So uh, that's that story there, ABL. And then about Tucker Carlson, you know, he's just a journalist. But the left, they don't want they want to block any opposing opinion or any opposing voice. That's what they want to do. They don't want to give a voice to Putin. They don't want both sides. You know, they don't want to give a voice, an opposition voice to anybody else anywhere. Because, you know, they want their narrative, and that's what they're going to do with that. And then the last thing, ABL, two years free rent for illegal aliens. Does that sound like the country is thinking of being critical and and really critically looking at people's asylum uh, uh, application? Or does that sound like we're going to take care of you for two years until we can get you a citizenship? I mean, it's ridiculous. Could you imagine being homeless or living in your car, a woman living in her car and still working because they can't afford the money to pay for a place to live? And somebody who just walked across the border is going to get two years free rent in a townhome. It's ridiculous what's going on in this country with that kind of thing. It really is and two years free rent, and everybody else can go do whatever they're going to do. I mean, there's a million homeless people that I've seen on the streets many times, and they're not being helped. So I, I, I just don't understand it. I really don't. Anyway, that's my two cents this week, ABL, and thanks for taking my call, and I'll talk to you later.
0: Thank you for the call. Definitely appreciate you. Thanks,
10: ABL. I appreciate it.
0: All right, and that will be a wrap for me tonight. You guys are the best audience anywhere on these interwebs. I feel like I just sat down. That's crazy. I feel like I just sat down, and now it's already over. So shout out to you guys yet again. I'll be back live again on Saturday, same bad time, same bad place, 8 p.m. Eastern time to right around right now, 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We are going to come back live that day but I'll be putting out pre-recorded content every single day if you guys are not subscribed to me yet I don't know what you're doing go ahead and subscribe to the channel right now this is also a podcast you're listening to right now it'll be available on your favorite audio streaming platforms whether that be google play spotify apple itunes etc link for that will be in the description or go to your favorite audio streaming platform and search abl live I should pop right on up All righty, so we got a few Super Chats here. I think I I I might have all of them. I got all the Super Chats. So shout out to you guys for watching, retweeting, Super Chatting, whatever you're doing. I could not do the show without you. Shout out to the mods, keeping the trolls in check. I really appreciate y'all keeping the chat nice and tidy. But that will be a wrap for me. So until next time, y'all be safe. I'm out, and peace.